Hey everyone, welcome to Snarf Talk with Chris and Jerry, and this is our podcast where we give you a behind-the-scenes look as we create a comic book. We're going to talk about TV, movies, comic books, and hopefully have a lot of guests, other writers, creators, and friends. Um, check us out at snarfcomics.com. You can check out our blog and follow along with everything we got going on. Also, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Snarf Comics, and please subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. Enjoy the episode. Everybody. We're back once again. Snarf Talk 27. In How the about house. it? That's a magical number. <clears throat> it is. We just keep pumping them out, Chris. Feel like the magic's flowing. We are good at this. We're professionals and we make content. Yeah. We're sitting here on the precipice of yet another mega storm. Yes. Rolling we, through. We are. <laughs> oh, gosh. I can feel. The stress and anxiety from you. <laughs> <laughs> like everybody. Yeah. I don't know if everybody out there knows this, but we are in the midst of a full-fledged natural disaster. Basically, it is. And like a na- nationwide. It's a pretty big problem. <laughs> Nobody can plant corn or soybeans. It's well past the day where you can plant corn. I mean, yeah. it's not past the deadline, but it's past the time where you can grow Decent corn. Yeah, decent corn at all. <laughs> and it's really fast approaching being past the time where you can grow decent soybeans either. And we're not even close. Right, to being able to plant in any fact, of that. In fact, they released a map today that shows the worst of it, and it's like a dark red spot right over the county we uh, live this in. area. Although <laughs> I feel like in this little section, like through Mazan, we've actually missed a bunch of them. We did. We've been very even fortunate. Saturday, or uh, Sunday... No, Monday, there was a storm that hit, like, even Morris. Uh, like yeah. Even it started raining in Morris at, like, 2 o'clock, and we didn't get the rain down That's here. That's nothing. Like, up Sandwich, but, Plano, those areas, they had three inches of rain yeah. in, like, the span of less than an hour. Yeah. They were getting, like, four to five inches an hour at the rate of fall. Yeah. It was insane. It's crazy. We didn't get that, luckily, but either way, I mean... It just keeps it wet enough to be able to not get in the field. So it's your job to distract me from all this misery. And that's what I'm going to try to do. So what I'm going to tell you to do... And it's our job to distract all of our listeners from all of this misery. So let's do that. What I'm going to tell you to do and what I told a friend of a mutual friend of ours earlier is that you need to start buying stock in any alcohol company. Because it's going to go through the roof because <laughs> you guys are going to drown your sorrows here. You know quick. what's funny is um, this is um, I had it was about a week ago, maybe even longer before it got past the point of funny and then past right. the point of like um, dark funny and then past the point <laughs> of like depressing yeah. and then past the point of like there's a little bit of hope and now into the point of like the devastating depths of the human soul. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so somewhere in the middle of there, I got some, a great piece of advice from your father-in-law. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I was talking to him and he goes, well, what you got to do is get blind drunk every night or get blind drunk. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, why is that? And he goes, because you'll be like super hungover in the morning. And then it'll be like fit on the morning and like, you got to work. <laughs> and then you'll have but to work. You'll have, but you'll be, be like miserable. <laughs> yeah. 
He's like, it used to work for me all the time. <laughs> so that's really funny because we were like that night or the next night, we were ready to get like this huge storm. Yeah. And I got real drunk. Really? Like, really drunk. And the next morning I woke up at like 630 and we had missed the whole rain. And I actually got 100 acres planted that day. What day was that? Uh, Saturday. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I believe we were just talking about that and you didn't go out. Yeah. No, that was Sunday. Was so this Sunday? was Friday night. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Friday night. Gotcha. So, well, that's good. That's what you need to do tonight then. I guess you're just going to have to. I maybe should be it'll, doing that tonight. Maybe it'll just pass us over. But judging by the size of this storm, this I doubt it. This is looking pretty bad. I doubt it. <laughs> it really is bad. unbelievable. And when you think about it, the massive size of storms that have covered the entire nation. I mean, they're covering multi-states just and they don't break apart. They just continue to travel east across the whole country and just drench everyone. It's, I, I it's, don't. Uh, it's climate change. It's climate change. We're reaping the. No, I'm serious. I, I don't know what it, it is. I mean, I don't know if that's factual. We've or had. Not, but. I mean, there's. It's factual that we've had increasingly irregular and intense weather events over the last ten years. Ten years. Yeah. We've had like three hundred year floods. I think. Since like 2009. Well, a lot of that, though, I was talking to a guy um, about this in the Corps of Engineers, and he was saying a lot of it. Well, there's there's multiple factors. Obviously, one is climate change, uh, but then there's also more pavement, like more concrete, more pavement and more field tile than ever before. Like more and more people are doing that. And then sedimentation. But actually common misconception because drainage tile, agricultural drainage tile, actually reduces flooding. In fields, but it doesn't in our waterway. It does because... Impossible. Well, okay. I will admit that in a, in fast rain events, yeah, it can bring more water into the waterway quicker. Yes. Okay. But it actually reduces damaging flooding because those drainage tiles are working 24-7 to remove water. From and, the and from get the, it into those waterways. Yeah, that's what I mean. Is that, but there is, so yes, the damaging flooding doesn't affect a lot of areas, but the waterways are swelling and coming out of their banks yes. because all of that water is then being removed from wherever it was at and put directly into the waterway. But they also hold. But see, drainage tile also create a large area that actually hold water. It'll bring it. Yeah, you. It'll like backfeed up yeah. the tile. Yeah. That as well, too. But then there's it's sedimentation. A, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of controversy on that subject. Mm, I mean, I don't know how there could be well, controversy. We won't get into it. Yeah, that's fine. I'll but, send you the data, and then we'll debate it next show. Okay, cool. <laughs> sedimentation is always a big thing, too, with like all of these backwater areas. So since uh, like a lot of our large like waterways are flooding more frequently and getting out of their banks more, it's putting water into... Um, a lot of like the little like river bottoms and backwater yeah, ponds and like stuff, the shallow areas. But it's pushing tons and tons of silt out of the river, and it's starting to fill those up. So then water then obviously spreads out further yeah. because you have all that sedimentation, and it just keeps spreading out further and further every year because they get you know thicker. Yes, yeah. it would be. I mean, pavement's a huge problem. But pavement is a huge problem. Because yes. it doesn't hold any water. And everywhere you look, something new is going in. Right. It doesn't matter where you're at. So 
How did we get on that? I don't know, but we should about stop flying. talking about it because it's depressing. <laughs> yeah, it is. Kind oh, of. we talked about it because of climate change. So whatever. Oh, yeah. That's true. Yeah. And then we got into the whole thing. Anyway, it's interesting, though, because on the climate change side, um, there's like forecasted models going forward, like 20 years or whatever, that that do show that our area in Illinois is getting wetter and it's going to continue to get wetter. Um which can actually, I mean, nobody can know for sure whether that's a negative or a positive. So right. if you can get the crops in and we're going to get more summer rains, we're going to be more productive. But sure, to go along with that, additional storms and water are a lot of other things that can be potentially harmful, like disease and right. stuff like that. So it's an interesting. Disease could run rampant. The real fact of the matter like is sex trafficking. Nobody right? knows. And I'm sick of all these so-called experts that sit there and say like, you know, there were people 10 years ago that said that we weren't going to make it in another 10 years. Yes. And I'm not even talking about fringe people. I mean, they were probably pretty fringe. Yeah. But there's f- mainstream people now saying, yep, uh, we got 10 more years. And it's just like, no, stop it. Y- yeah. that I don't think you could calculate that. The, f- the other thing that I always wonder about, too, is like, like I understand the micro um, scale of, you know, things having to move and and it being devastating for certain areas. But we don't know what the 100-year ramifications are. So maybe climates shift a little, right. or a different area is does is more productive for different things, and another area sure. becomes less productive. For, that it doesn't, doesn't mean anything. If it happens over a scale of hundreds or thousands in the years, then, and then it, your society develops around it to yeah. an extent. And it doesn't change, it doesn't change like gravitational pull and tides i mean it might make it might it might give us more water I mean, so the tides might come in further there's a real issue with like anything. islands and well, like coastal areas turns out that's why you don't live on an island okay <laughs> they're gonna have some problems but it's weird and there i was actually reading something the other day and i can't remember all the details but there's a lot of evidence to suggest that the poles are moving Oh yes, I've that read has nothing that too. to do with climate change. No, but it does change climate. It's supposed to. Aren't are the magnetic poles supposed to flip? Wait, it's not that. It's that the uh, tilt of the Earth's axis is changing slightly, so that we wobble. Well, whatever it is, it changes climate, and oh. that could be part of what's happening. I don't know. Nobody Probably knows is. for sure. I mean, climate. The climate is changing. It is always changing. It's yes. been intensified by you know, human activity. I mean, it's hard to deny that at this point, but we don't know what the long-term ramifications of that are going to be in 50 years or a hundred years. And anybody that says they know doesn't, they don't. I mean, there's projections. You can project, you can project anything, but that, that means that it's going to stay the course that you're projecting. Right. Right. That is almost impossible. Right. Like it's going, something is going to change it regardless of what it is. So you'd have to run. We shall overcome, Gerald. I'm going to. I don't know about you, <laughs> but I will. Anyway, new subject. Uh, new subject is there's just, uh, I wrote down some news here. Ooh, um, are we in the news? The n- 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 news. And right before this show started, we both watched a, a trailer that I want to talk about right away before I forget. Ten four. And it was called Swamp Thing. Ooh, we've we've yes. discussed this before, but probably like... I don't know, for like five weeks in a row, we've said something about Swamp Thing. Not a whole lot, though. Not in-depth. No. Could, we could go in-depth on this Swamp one, Thing more. We could do a whole like Swamp Thing segment here. We Yeah, we absolutely can. Um, 
If, so if you listen to the podcast, you know that me and Jerry are huge Swamp Thing fans. Uh, yeah. And it was instrumental Swamp Thing in 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 binding us. It was. It, in our it is relationship. What brought us together. And uh there was a new trailer that came out. It's like two minutes, like two and a half minutes. And um so first I was talking about how in episodes past I was talking about how it's like horror oriented, which is the, the Alan Moore comic book really is. But when you watch it on a show compared to reading it in a book, it's a lot more dramatic in that show. Yeah. I feel like, like reading it in the book and, and looking at the pictures and doing whatever, like, you know, that would be like scary if it were to happen and it's portrayed as being scary. Yeah. But you don't get the same effect as it's, what this it's is. It's not really showing. easy and maybe I'm wrong, but it's hard to do horror in a comic book. Uh, yeah. You can do it in a literature like a written book, like that you would read The Shining. Yeah. And it's freaky. And it's and it's, and, it's and hard to read a comic book and it be freaky or and horror here, here's the difference. You're just kind of looking at but here's the difference between like what The Shining and a novel is compared to a comic book. So any novel that you read or like The Shining or whatever, you're painting the picture in yeah. your own brain and you're creating the images which could terrify you. You know, they like right. you really could scare yourself. And you do get by lost reading the book. And sucked into a book, you know. Sure. Uh but then a comic book and obviously we all know that Chris and I love comic books and we are somewhat obsessed with this culture. Um, the difference with that though, is that the picture is painted for you, obviously directly in front of your face. So you can assume things happened outside of the frame or outside of each panel, but the majority of the story is shown to you. Yeah. And so, you're not imagining it. Right. It's you're not, not an imagination seeing it in your mind. You're seeing it on the page. Whereas when you read a novel, you're immersed in a world in your imagination. It's just different. Yeah, it's it is different. And now so now seeing this trailer, I mean, I think this is going to be a pretty freaky show. Yeah. You know, and it's the if it's anything like the trailer, it looks like the production production is phenomenal. It looks like the production value is great. I don't think they scrimped on like money. They did not. Um, and then the cast is I mean, well known some of the people. Yeah, the cast is really well known and then Swamp Thing himself, it, I hope he looks like what they're showing he looks like. You looks never know. Cool. He looks perfect. Here's like, my, literally here, perfect. Here's my worry on this show. All right. It, from that trailer, it clearly seems to me that this was meant to be a season one of a long show. It looked, yes. I, and this it is what I was like going to get into. This is just too. an origin, and I bet you you don't even see Swamp Thing till right at the end. Okay. So that was gonna be, that's what I was going to bring up as my worry, and I was going to say I hope they don't wait until episode eight or nine to really show you Swamp Thing or Swamp Thing be present. Right. You know, because now we know that there's only 10 episodes rather than 13 because they cut it down. And then I'm also hoping that that like eight, nine, 10 episode don't seem rushed and cut and edited together to make it an ending. Right. Um, I hope this ends up as an ongoing series because here's the thing. Like I'm not, so do I, it's not like I'm super interested in, a Swamp Thing origin. No, but I feel like you do have to do an origin Probably, with Swamp Thing. because nobody knows that much about it. Because he is a lesser known character. But yeah. the great stuff that I love about Swamp Thing is 
in the knowing lo- that character and the stories that come after and and the lo- his the con- love story and emotion that comes out of that that guy. And, but that and uh, for me, it's more like the metaphysical aspect of like his connection to the universe. He's like almost I wouldn't say a god. But he's like, but on that level, almost like he's or like even uh, above that. You know, it's like a he's like an eternal. He is like the embodiment of nature. Of nature, he is, he is. Mother Nature, basically, only in swamp form. And and you know, they've but never I, actually. I think Mother Nature is a character too that he. Yeah, I think so. Too. Can talk to. He is the green. I mean, he is. Yes, he's the green. Yeah. So I mean, he is like he. He's not just... It's not just a monster. It's not just a guy that can control plants. Right. Like, he can, like, travel through the universe, you know, and yeah. he's he's like um, a god almost, really. Yeah. So, so. They, they it is an origin. They're talking about, like, a disease from the swamp and um, uh, how, how that all starts. That's really cool. Um, I like it. it. You know, you see Alec Holland. He's the main character. He's the guy who turns into Swamp Thing. Um, you see him, he falls into the swamp, I, I think from an explosion of some sort. I don't, I'm not quite sure, but it's, it's trying to turn a lot of different people are killing a lot of different people. But then Alec obviously, um, takes over the swamp and then who is it? Abby? Is it Abby Arcane? Abby Arcane. Yeah. yeah. She, uh, she's like investigating it and trying to discover like what's happening. And then obviously you could see like they want to try to capture the swamp thing and so they can do studies on him. Obviously he's not going to let that happen. Right. Um, it's kind of interesting because I don't like horror. I, and, I don't either. And we've seen new, <laughs> the new Mutants trailer and you know the, my first thought on that is like, oh, we don't need that as a horror thing. But like this, I'm excited that it is horror and that it's something different in the genre. Yes. I'm actually excited and about that. I'm super excited about it. I hate horror, but I don't know how you could ever portray this otherwise. I don't. The more I see it, I don't know how you this could. This doesn't really seem as much like horror. I guess it kind of is, but also mixed with a little bit. I kind of get like a true detective vibe. Yeah, that's a good point. It is like that. And and so true detective is a good example because that's a good. It's point. kind of horror. Or it's chilling, you know, but it's not like an outright horror movie. It, it's. It's not one that I feel like watching it is going to be like leaving you unsettled. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's not, I don't feel like it's actually going to like disturb you by any means, but I think you will get startled at certain points, which they want to do. Uh, and then it's also like the build up to how you feel about this thing yeah. that just shows up, right? Swamp thing. It's like all you're they're trying to build up like the feeling of everyone else, I think, in the community about the swamp. And then there was a really cool part in that trailer that they say, and it was saying uh, the swamp wants to is getting back at us, you know, for and I'm sure they're going to play a big thing into like uh, littering oh, and you know, dumping, yeah, environmental stuff and dumping and, things. Into but the that environment, comic has always been an environment. It has. Thing. It has. I'm just saying, like, I'm positive they're going to. They're going to throw that right out, you know, in the beginning that is a big problem. So it's, I'm super excited about this. Obviously I love Swamp Thing, but I just, I really, 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 really hope that they don't cancel the show. Um, 
but I also really, really, really hope that it's good. Yeah. You know, and from, from the trailer, I would suggest everybody go watch it because it looks very cool. Yeah. And before you do that or after or during, um, I think we could talk about some of our favorite Swamp Thing suggested readings, um, which we've talked about before, yeah. um, but probably my number one, well, the number one far and away. The number one. Yeah. Is the Saga of Swamp Thing um, series by Alan Moore. So the Saga of Swamp Thing was a separate comic that ran. It actually wasn't started by Alan Moore. I think he took over, was it around 20? It was, it was 20, it was I believe. 20, or 21. Think, something like that. I think 21 was the r- new origin. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah, so did did it run up to 20? And oh, then, yeah. And then, no, I'm saying, like, did the original one run up to 20 and then the saga take over at 21? No. No, it was a separate book, I believe. Saga of Swamp Thing was a different book than Swamp Thing. No, I know, but Swamp Thing ended when the saga of Swamp Thing started, didn't it? Yeah. So did it end at 20? No. No, it went something else, and then they started over with Saga of Swamp Thing number one. Okay. Went through 20. Alan Moore took over, and he had a long run on that book. Um, we've talked about it before, but they're collected in... The best way to read those would be in trades. So they're collected in trade paperbacks that you can buy on Amazon really pretty reasonably cheap. Yeah, pretty cheap. Um, I think there's six volumes. Um, ran for a while. It reintroduces... You don't need any previous knowledge because they redo the origin. They have a great entire story and that's why I love about his run is it takes you out of there. He goes to Gotham city. There's a bunch of stuff going on. Um, so that's a great one. After that, um, I'll be honest. I didn't really read a lot of swamp thing, um, as a kid. So I wasn't really reading any, any of it. It wasn't until later that I, I got into saga of swamp thing. And then, um, the new 52 run started yes. in early 20, maybe 2012, somewhere around there. Um, yeah, I, I was always wrong at when the new fifty two started. It was around two thousand twelve, I believe. Those are out collected now too, and and that's also an amazing run by Scott Snyder, and then it was taken over by Charles Soule, and um, that's a really cool run. The art is amazing, and it's definitely Swamp Thing on a bigger scale. I think, yeah, big time. Um, taking on what was that? The Rot. And yeah, all different kinds it, of things. Is it the rot or the bl- blight? I can't remember. The blight? But it was a really great run, and it ran for a long time, too. Um, so those are probably the two best suggested readings for that. I would start with the Saga of Swamp Thing. Um, collected trades, and I would just buy them on Amazon because they're, what, 10 bucks a trade? Yeah, they're super cheap. There's also a run, and I was looking it up because I couldn't remember what it was called, uh, which I still don't – it doesn't say. It just – the swamp thing it's still just the saga of swamp thing but uh or no it's swamp thing but it started with issue number 140 when grant morrison took over he did a four oh, okay i'm not familiar with that yeah so he did a four issue arc with mark millar oh him and mark millar like co-authored it two of the best but, authors of all time yeah and mark millar had his own book he took over with 144 after uh, Grant Morrison was done with that four issue arc, but they collaborated so that it could kind of feed into Mark Millar's run. And, uh, but this was in like 94. Okay. This was a long time ago. And, um, it was about like he, what Grant Morrison did was he separated Alec Holland and Swamp Thing because, uh, he took him, uh, it, obviously this is a total Grant Morrison thing. He took him into this like dream world, like into the universe and in that 
situation, he made Swamp Thing into this like mindless, destructive creature, and Alec Holland was the was the mind oh, of him, yeah. I can't think and I it separated the that. two. And then it was all about how they were trying to get back together because one can't be without the other, right? Basically, and it's super trippy. I don't think I've read all four of them. I know I've read the first one. Um, and it's when they like split apart and it's, of course, it's just, it's the way Grant Morrison does things. I think it's similar on all aspects of what Grant Morrison writes, but every single time it's like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, what is this? Yeah. And which will tie into a, a later topic when we talk about it later, but, yeah. um, yeah, it, it's wild. I think that for it, it's just four issues. I think it's really cool to read. Again, I think I don't. I don't think I've read all of them. I know I've read one. I've probably read more than that. But now, like immediately when I get home, I'm going to read the rest <laughs> of the three, the other three, because I thought it was longer than four issues, though. Well, I will say, um, the Saga of Swamp Thing by Alan Moore is considered probably what top five greatest comic yes. book runs in history. Yeah, ever. Um, maybe ever. with I don't know if you count Dark Knight. Um, you know, uh, yeah, yeah I probably mean, that. Ab- absolutely. Dark Knights in there. Um, um, Watchmen, Watchmen probably. Yeah. So, I, we've, we've done, we've done our tops. Um, well, I just mean and, in general by that industry, but yeah, if you look at any, if you look at any like rankings, it's going to be Watchmen, probably saga, uh, dark Knight, swamp thing. Yeah. So, I mean, here's a great thing, guys. You're going to get the DC app to watch Swamp Thing. And I'm betting most of yep. those, if not all of those comics are on there. Yep. So I've been exploring the DC app a little bit more. Um, for what, 70 bucks a year, um, you're going to get Swamp Thing, um, Doom Patrol, and some other stuff we'll talk about later. But I started looking into the comic aspect of it, and there is a ton on there. Oh, really? A ton. It's totally worth it just for the comic side. You need to have it. Oh, yeah. Like, I get rid of Comixology and just have that. I, well, I definitely need to get rid of Comixology Unlimited. Well, because that, Comixology itself is free. Yeah. It's the unlimited portion that costs you money. Um, and it does give you kind of a significant discount on a lot of different books, but it's not worth the money to. They have like spend. hundreds of thousands of, t- of titles on DC yeah. Unlimited. Yeah, I need to get it's that. It's amazing. And the other night I was sitting in bed and they have a panel by panel mode that you can watch on your TV really? in bed and it works and it's great. And oh. I was thinking, like, well, that's isn't going to work very well because I'm not going to be able to see it or read it. Yeah, no, you're not. But it totally does. I mean, I have a pretty good sized TV in my bedroom, but. It works. Really? So, what size TV do you have in your bedroom, and how far is your bed from the screen? <laughs> um, I don't know. Probably from the end of the bed. Yeah. It's probably another five feet from five or six feet, and it's like a 46-inch TV, something like that. Okay. 42-inch. What's the 40 size? 42. Yeah. 42? Yeah. Probably something like that. Okay. Yeah. So I anyway, there's a 46. Anyway, I was super excited because I was reading... Um, uh, uh, metal the metal series, Dark Knight metal. Yeah. Oh, like all of it. Yeah. Or just the they Batman have, Who Laughs part. No, I didn't read that. They have like all the Dark Knight metal stuff on there. Okay. So I was yeah, reading I one of the comics. Um, I didn't read that much of it. Anyway, we'll talk more about DC later. So there's another. Uh, there's a third series of uh, Swamp Thing 
that I haven't read, and I definitely need to because Brian K. Vaughn wrote it. Oh, nice. In 2001. And their issues like 12 through 20 because it was re or no one through 11. Oh, that's, that's artists. Never mind. I'm sorry. That was an artist. Uh, but Brian K. Vaughn wrote it and it kind of goes around Swamp Thing's daughter, which is Tefe. I don't know. Tefe Holland, T E F E. Um, and it's about her, but <laughs> how, like she's an 18 year old and she gets a mind wipe to control her darker impulses and all this stuff. It's more about her, which is kind of funny because Brian K. Vaughn really likes to write for women. Like yeah. Women characters. I think, I don't know why I feel like he's the wrong guy to do that because he's a man, but I don't know. He writes for women, but that sounds in general. pretty interesting and I want to read that. So anyway, yeah, that's, um, we're super excited about Swamp Thing. Yeah. And it comes out in like four days and there's lightning happening all over outside. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sorry for anyway, that. Anyway, so that's exciting. Um, yeah, I've been kind of like, um, I fit, well, I, we'll talk about it later, but I finished Doom Patrol, so I've been looking for new things to watch. Oh, you did finish it. Okay. That's why I was been exploring this DC yet more because there's like, I can't find anything to watch right now. Oh, really? Like, like anywhere? No, I just, nothing. Is it just me or is there like nothing on Netflix that's interesting anymore? Um, no, I think there is, but it just doesn't pan out. Either I've I watched things. stuff. I mean, I've watched a bunch of this stuff already, but like nothing I ever see on there interests me whatsoever. Like yeah. the big one they're promoting right now is that dead, dead, dead like, to me, dead to me and yeah. no interest. Okay, well, I started watching okay. that, so we'll talk we'll about talk that. We'll talk about that. <laughs> um, I have a little bit. We have more news. I did. Um, okay, go ahead. More news. Sorry. Well, are you going to sidetrack us? Or are no, we I do, do have one piece of news. Okay. Just something that go I'm super it. excited about. All right. Um, on HBO, their lineup of news shows coming out. We've talked about the Watchmen show, which looks really cool. Yes. But they have this other show um, that's called His Dark Material. Materials? His Dark Materials. His Dark Materials. So I've it is of based this. off a book series that was wildly popular. I don't know how we missed it. I think it's like a YA book series. Wait, is it about like uh, polar bears and stuff? Yes. So okay. they made that movie. Yeah, there was a movie so out, they right? Tri- with they Nicole made a, Kidman? Yeah, called The Golden Compass. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes. So they tried to do this in movie form, and that movie didn't do well. And I like they, that movie, though. I, know, I don't really remember it, remember it, but it was supposed to be a I series. Like, it was supposed to be a series of movies. Oh. Because it's a book series. It reminded me of uh, The Chronicles of Narnia. Yeah. Kind of. But it, it didn't do well, and so they never continued making them. But okay. it looks really cool on HBO. So His Dark Materials. Yeah. Okay. So I guess I don't know what this is really about. I don't know what it's about po- either. Besides the polar bears that wear armor. I don't really remember the movie. I don't know what it's about, but it looks cool. And I know Nicole Kidman in the movies was, like, bad. Was like a yes. was the bad person, right? Yeah, she's I, bad. I think. Okay, she's yeah, bad. Yeah, oh, she bad. She's, she's bad. bad. Nicole Kidman, bad Barbie. <laughs> <That's> a, she's <laughs> a bad Barbie. Nicole uh, Kidman. I mean, like, she's been in a lot of stuff. She has, but she's rough. Really? Now, I no, think she's so. Not. I yes. Stop it. She. You know, she looks really she, good for. No, she doesn't. I don't think. I think she looks very covered up. Because How old is she now? 90? I don't know. She's super old, and she looks her age if she didn't try to cover up with plastic surgery, fake teeth. She's only 51. And 
and bad makeup. She's Australian, right? Yes. Wasn't she in that movie Australia? Her and Keith Urban. Keith Urban. Yeah, and she's her married, are married to Keith Urban. Yeah. So she was in that movie Australia with uh, Hugh Jackman. Yeah. And she probably said, "Put another shrimp on the barbie." That's not a knife. Uh, this is a knife. That's a knife. <laughs> no, this is a knife. You know what they say to say if you're trying to do an uh, Australian accent? I think we've done this once before. Um, no, I don't remember. The size of a tangerine. This. <laughs> That's what? how when you're doing like uh, vocal things to get yeah. your accent right, you say that. The size of a tangerine. The size of a tangerine. Yeah. I don't think or I said that's that right. not a knife. This is a knife. Is it? This is a knife. Yes, that's not a knife. And then he pulls it out. He does this. This, this is, is a knife. knife. What's yeah. that guy's name? Crocodile Dundee. What's his real name? So, uh, Paul Hogan. Paul Hogan. Yes. Yeah. Ah, yeah. I was Crocodile Dundee movies, man. They were Loved great them. when we were kids. I was obsessed with Crocodile Dundee as a kid. <laughs> really I, obsessed? Oh, yeah, I watched it constantly. Crocodile Dundee and Crocodile Dundee too. How many in were New there? York? Two, I believe. Well, no, there was another one that came out later with Paul Hogan. I think there was three total. But the first two I would watch all the time. What a weird... I still want to watch... I want, a, I want Grady to... I want my kids to there watch There was three. Um, three. Crocodile Dundee, Crocodile Dundee 2. Yes. And Crocodile Dundee in Los Angeles in 2001. Yeah, it was It was done like later. You hear that? I don't Holy know if that's cow. on recording, but you're going to hear the storm, people. <laughs> that is, is not good. Anyway, um, what a weird, like, little time in, in the world when the Crocodile Dundee movies were coming out. I love those. And he he was like, that's the first time I had ever heard about Aborigines and a didgeridoo, and I tried to, like, make my own didgeridoo, didgeridoo. and make the sound. I would always try to, like... Yeah, but they breathe in through their nose and out through their mouth at the same time. They never take breath. That's not possible. Yes, it absolutely 100% is. Do it right now. I can't do it. Nobody can do it. Yes, they can. People do it. I'm telling you, that's how they play didgeridoos. They never take a breath. You breathe (laughs) in in your nose and out your mouth at the same time. I do not think that's humanly possible. It is 100% possible. Well, don't you have, isn't that what, like, uh, don't you have a a little flap down there? Yeah, but you can open it up. I mean, it's, this is possible. I'm telling you. And the Aboriginal people have done it. Hmm. Aborigines are interesting. They are. They're like incredible beings. Yeah, they're, um, because they're like our closest, not closest, they found tribes and stuff, but like. I think the genetically or something, they're like the closest we can measure like to back when we were hunter-gatherer yeah. societies. Oh, sure. They can like run forever. They don't... I don't think that's true. They can like n- not eat for weeks. I don't think that's true either. They can breathe underwater. <laughs> they do have really long lifespans though. I, but here's a, there's a huge problem in the Aboriginal community They're getting now. fat. Diabetes. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't there a... Uh, isn't there like a documentary about there this? There is. Or yeah, I was gonna watch it. I didn't watch it, but I um, maybe I did watch it. Magic something pill? In, is it the magic pill? I don't know. That's the one I the watched. Pro- one its like problem that. is um, Coca Cola. It, it well, yeah, it's and, diet. I mean, just yeah, diet. And like overproduced food. Yeah, know, like but um, like their bodies can't handle it because they haven't adapted to that because they're like closer to hunter and gatherers. Yeah, it. I think it is called the magic pill because I've watched. What that is the and magic re- pill? So it's a it's about it's not all about the ketogenic diet. Oh, but yeah, did it? Yes, that's it, right. It talks a lot oh, about. You no, know, I don't it. think I watched it. 
But I think the guy was on Joe Rogan. Oh, yeah, probably. But <laughs> it's a really cool documentary to watch. Um, I would suggest it. And it's, it's like two hours, but it's, it's a good flick. But it is. That's what the Aboriginal people are on because it shows how like over, overweight and diabetic they are. And then they started the new ketogenic diet or that style of diet. And uh, they have it really um, helped them. <clears throat> genetic mutation. That helps them survive tougher climates. That's why they've survived so well. Huh. Um, they've been genetically isolated for over 50,000 years. So that was the big thing. They haven't, um, their genes, they haven't mixed their gene pool with the rest of us for yeah, a long time. With the whites. But I tell you what, there was some weird ass shit going on in Australia back in the day. Like, back in the day. Like what? Um, so they were like trying to breed them out. The white, oh, they were were the like, white people that went to, you know, when Brit, when it was a colonized or whatever by Britain. Yeah. Um, the white people there, it w- they were racist. I mean, so they were sure. basically, they had a program, a government program in place where to they went them out of- and took their children no away way. from them. They took their children away from them and they took their children and their children were raised with a white family. Wow. And they attempted to breed them out, essentially. Why? Well, I don't understand what the purpose of that is. Like, why would you do that? I'm going to look up more of the details because it was a crazy thing. That is insane. Well, I've got other news that is completely opposite well, of what I the don't have. All I care about is Aborigines. Is Aboriginal stolen children. <laughs> and Paul Hogan. The stolen generation were the children of Australian Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders who were removed from their family by the Australian federal and state government agencies and church missions under Jeez. acts of their respective parliaments. These, the removal of those referred to as half-caste or children um, were conducted in a period between 1905 and 1967. Holy crap. Um, although in some places mixed-race children were still being taken in the 1970s. That's between one in ten and one in three. There's differing numbers. Indigenous Australian children were forcibly taken from their families and communities between 1910 and 1970. So between one in ten and one in three. Isn't that crazy? That's insane. It was a government policy, and it was allowed. There should be a movie about that. Yeah, there should. Let's write it. We should write that. Yeah, that's gonna be our next comic. (laughs) Yeah. We'll put that into the comic. Yep. Anyway, more news. More news. The Jessica Jones uh, teaser trailer came out. Oh, uh, I believe it was today or yesterday uh, for the final season because they're doing another season of Jessica Jones. How did it look? Um, it's a. It's only like a thirty second clip. It looks good. I mean, there's. Um, so they're just coming down an empty hallway. You can hear a guy in like a, um, like a dark room in a red light. Uh, talking about Jessica Jones and like about how he doesn't like her and enough is enough is what he says. And uh, somebody, he says like enough is enough. And then somebody knocks on Jessica Jones PI door and she gets the door and the guy's gone, obviously. Hmm. And that's it. Uh, But June 14th, that's coming out in the next few weeks. Did you ever see the season two? Oh yeah, of course. Okay. I never finished it. You didn't? No, because... I thought you had. No, I never finished it because Marley really liked that show, and she was into watching it, and then she just kind of quit watching it, but she wouldn't let me watch it without her, but then she never watched it again. Oh, well, that's upsetting. I, it was... I remember it being very boring. Um, 
It is not as good as the first season by any means. No. It picks up towards the end. Uh, or I, I would like towards the middle, it picks up. I'm and pretty gets close a little bit to better. the end. I only get a couple more episodes. But I don't, it's, I mean, it's not the first season because it's, you know, David Tennant was my jam. Yeah. Like the Purple Man is an awesome villain. And I think that's what really made the first show, the first season because of their dynamic. Uh, the second season, not so much. I don't even remember who the villain it's, was. It's good. Um, I don't either. Now that you bring it up, I'm trying to think. I thought I did. I don't. I don't remember, but it was the de- it was a decent. I remember, like not hating it. Yeah, I liked it better than Luke Cage. I liked it better than the first season of Iron Fist. Um, I liked the second season of Iron Fist. Yeah, it rocked, man. Yeah, I'm sad. It's, I mean, I think we get to see what happens without when he's good. got gun foo. Yeah, he does. He does have that. Um, so you know how there's a new sh- new movie uh, for Godzilla? Yeah. Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Mm-hmm. I personally like Godzilla. Yeah, me too. I like watching Godzilla fight other monsters. Did you watch the Brian Cranston one? Um, I did a couple years ago. Yeah, I did. Pretty good. I mean, I, don't, it wasn't, I never saw it. Wasn't so. terrible, but I loved. Did you watch the one with Matthew Broderick? I loved the one with Matthew Broderick. Was that Godzilla two thousand or something? I think so. Okay. I think it was, and uh, it was the whole like uh, Puff Daddy music. With that, do you remember that song? Yeah, the Puff Daddy yeah. song. P what, Diddy, you mean? P, no, at the time, I believe he was actual Puff Daddy. Okay, um, and he had a song. Was he? Did he have every breath? Every breath of day. Yes, because uh, move because um, Biggie Smalls every died. Day. What's that guy's name? I'll be missing you. Which was not his song, but he no. just rapped over another well, song. Well, and then that's what I was going to say is that the song that he did for Godzilla has Led Zeppelin's Cashmere in oh, the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he just basically raps over Cashmere. Okay. And uh, I hated that part because I, I loved Led Zeppelin. I've always loved Led Zeppelin. Get the lead out, man. Yeah. And uh, that part I was like, what? Wait. That was like my first realization that people like didn't he didn't steal it i'm sure he paid a crap load of money to yeah, have that he in sampled song. it it's, but it's the way they call it like, in the rap community I don't is like that sampling Jerry. that's what that's called yes it's not like capitalizing on better music <laughs> <laughs> no but i was a huge uh, fan I liked, of the big notorious yeah B-I-G. that's what it was biggie smalls was notorious big yeah. yeah so he was he's dead yeah he, i don't know if you know that I, well some people think no, that's Tupac that they think is still well, alive. Either. They know Biggie Smalls is dead. How do they know? Because he's not big anymore. <laughs> he's small. Okay. Um, so Godzilla, uh, King of the Monsters. Apparently, critics are not a fan. Uh, I've heard that. People are apparently pissed because it's too much monsters fighting. That was the yeah, that complaint? Is the complaint. I just saw that it was getting a 54% on Rotten Tomatoes. Too much monsters score. fighting, not enough Personal drama is the exact complaint. Screw you. It's a freaking Godzilla movie. It is supposed... That's... The majority of the time, everybody's like, there's not enough monsters. Yeah. Not enough monster fighting. Yeah. No, that's what this entire movie it's is supposed to be It's literally just monsters fighting. And I feel like that little... It's basically Pacific Rim, it, but with monsters. Right. Millie, Millie Bobby Brown is in this one. The, I don't know who that is. The chick from Eleven from Stranger Things. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's her. She's like the... The main thing hmm. besides Godzilla, yeah, um, Godzilla, I, yeah, 
I'm excited about it, and I'm still going to see it regardless of critic scores because we all know critics are. You stupid. know what's getting really good scores? I, I we should be crit like film critics. We kind of are. Yeah, but I mean like paid film critics because the problem is we like everything. But I feel like they're like weathermen, like weather. Is Godzilla people. out? No, this is just. Oh, so like, how are they know? Because critics are coming out with reviews before it was. Like, all critics have scores before it's ever widely released. Well, in any case, I have heard what is out is Aladdin. I've heard it's awesome. Well, I've heard both things. But it's got a 58% on Rotten Tomatoes. But I know people have seen it, and they said it was amazing. Okay. Because my sister-in-law, just on Sunday, so it was my grandma's birthday Sunday. Happy birthday, grandma. It was also my uh, 10-year anniversary with the Corps of Engineers. Wow. Yeah. I've worked there 10 years. Um, on paper, it's like 12, but in reality, it's 10. Anyway, my sister-in-law had put out a post that day because we were talking about Aladdin, so she put it on Facebook and like just asked the community of people that she knows if anybody liked it, who's seen it, whatnot. And the first like 10 comments on there was 50-50 split, huh. where somebody they would either say, completely awful, or it's awesome, go see it. I've heard, and it was legit five to five. I've heard um, great music, big um, production value, big like dancing and which is good. Music That's what scenes. I want. That's what I want. That's what you want. I want to see that movie. Um, but oh, yeah. also, I still want to. I want to see um, um, John Wick, the first one. <laughs> oh yeah, you've got to watch. <laughs> but those. the third one's out, and it's getting really good reviews. And uh, that Rocket Man movie's out, and it's getting really good reviews. The Elton John movie. Oh, I didn't know that one was out. I'm not going to go to the theaters and see. No, it, but I I really want to see John Wick. I've seen the first two, and I'm I'm in the bag. I mean, these aren't movies that you go. John Wick isn't a movie that you go see for like really in depth plot and great no. storyline and like heartfelt emotion. No, that's not what this is. These are action movies that give you phenomenal action and Keanu Reeves doing what Keanu Reeves is supposed Why to do. Isn't he in a Marvel movie yet? I don't know. I what I want to see and it was brought up on Fat Man on Batman today that I was listening to is Keanu Reeves and Nicolas Cage in the same movie. Yeah. That, that would be so cool. They're making uh he's going to be in a new Bill and Ted movie. Nicholas Cage? No, Keanu Reeves. Oh, I thought you meant no. I obviously oh. know Keanu Reeves. I thought you meant they were bringing Nicholas Cage into one of those movies. I'm a big fan of uh, Bill and Ted. Yeah, so. he's, my brother was obsessed with Bill and Ted, so I used to watch it all the time because I followed whatever my brother did. Yeah, yeah, I had to. He forced me. He would. He like forced me to watch all the same things as him. Well, good, good. He liked good stuff. I know, and that's why I like this stuff. Okay, next. For my news, so this is news. Jerry. Yeah, this is a big one. Okay, I feel bad for him, but I feel like the rest of the world is in the same boat. Kit Harrington, he plays Jon Snow. Yeah, he the day before the episode came out, the last episode, uh-huh. checked himself into rehab. Oh man, for stress and alcohol. Yeah, oh. well. and um, his wife is. Um, Rose, Rose something. She was the wildling. Yeah, you like know that's nothing. his legit. Wife. Yeah, I knew that. I didn't know that till yeah. today. That's kind of neat. I like that. They met on the set. So she said that he checked himself in because he is overly stressed and has been drinking more often. And I honestly feel like it's because he's like worked up over the show, or he just knows nothing. 
Well, no, we know he knows nothing, and they wrote that. Believe me, this last season he knew nothing. It, it, I'm still, I don't like how they did any of this. No, it was bad stuff. I just don't get it. Like, why don't you let him, like, let him? Oh my god, be the king, and then him say like, I don't want this. I'm going to pick this person, and then if he were to like do that, and then leave to go to the wall or leave to go the like with the wildlings or whatever, I would be so much happier with that than being cast out and not even selected and being enslaved. Yeah, like who, it. It literally the doing? more and more you think about it, and it was great because um, I listened to Fat Man and Batman too, and Mark Bernardin had a great take on it. He's like. First of all, it makes no sense that any of them would get together and pick a new king or, yes. or change any of that. And then it, the whole brand thing is so stupid. Stupid. He's like, Jon Snow has the best claim to the throne. Yes. They would all they forgot probably about go with that. They yeah. didn't even mention it. No. And he would be the exact, and he was right. He should have broke the Iron Throne, gave every kingdom their own kingdom. Yeah, like said, seven, this is done. Yeah. There's no one king anymore. It's yeah. seven different kingdoms. And fucked off to the wall. Yep. To the north. That's what he should have done. That's yeah. what should have happened. Absolutely it should have. It doesn't make any sense on what they did there. And but I am gl- I was glad to hear um, that they are, in fact, because they were kind of swirling back and forth. No, there will be no more Game of Thrones. Yes, there'll be more. No, there'll be more. They are making a Game of Thrones show. Like they're shooting the pilot. A, a spinoff, like an a earlier spin- one. A spinoff. It's a prequel. Yeah. Way before. But like they're shooting way, way it, before. and it's happening. Oh, that's good. So, I mean, they're shooting it, like, next week. I mean, I'm in the bag for any of that stuff. Yeah, I um, mean, I, just, I, I uh, love... Um, I, what what this whole Game of Thrones thing made me realize that I kind of forgot about is that I love, like, the fantasy genre. And we haven't course. got... But we haven't gotten a lot of it. No, because the whole comic book world is is taking over. over. And there's been a huge drought since Lord of the Rings, and then Game of Thrones took that mantle up. And I think what we found out is that the general public really likes the fantasy genre. And I think we're going to get more of it with with, uh, Lord of the Rings, you know, with Amazon. By the way, I got a little news on that because I was thinking about it the other day. I'm like, what is happening with that? Um, They haven't started shooting anything. It's like 2022. Oh, I thought they did. I thought they did start shooting a lot of it. They started some casting. They're still working on it. I think it unfortunately doesn't come out till 2022. Damn. And they contractually have to do it by then. That's like their last date. The Tolkien or the Tolkien estate gave them their contract, whatever it was. They got to produce something by 2022. So that's when you'll see something happen. Okay. There. But there is a bunch of other stuff in the pipeline for the fantasy genre, which. Sounded interesting. Apparently, there's a whole uh, series that Stephen King had written, and so like obviously the Stephen King did Stephen King die? No. Okay, he's he alive, right? Clearly alive. Okay, he just came out with a new book. Well, whatever the case is, they're making like a ton of Stephen King stuff now. Obviously, yeah. Like he's obviously very been very proactive over the last five years of like, right. hey, we're gonna from his grave create. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to create this whole empire because they got Castle Rock. They came out with a new it movie. There's a bunch of stuff in the pipeline for him. Yeah. But they um, are doing, he, he has a book series that's all like fantasy books that he wrote for his daughter, like almost as like bedtime stories type thing. Okay. And apparently they're really good and they're being adapted right now. They're What's it be, called? I can't remember. I don't remember either. I haven't been a huge uh, I'm not a Stephen, Stephen King, King reader. Fan. Yeah. 
Except for I was reading uh, what's called the uh, Mer- Mercedes Man. Yeah, you, told, you talked about that. It's really that. good. I would suggest all of you read it. And the, his style of writing is just phenomenal. It's possible that it's The Eyes of the Dragon. Okay. Because that's a fantasy novel by Stephen King. But there might have been other ones. He's written so much. It's unbelievable. I want to get into some of that because I did not realize, because I'm not a Stephen King how prolific reader. he is. Well, I know he, I knew he's prolific, but um, that his whole it's a whole interconnected universe yeah. that he's created. I didn't yes. know that the characters like um, the bad guy. That's what Castle Rock is, is like the yeah. connected universe. But like the bad guy from the stand um, is the bad guy from the Dark Tower series and the same right. one in this fantasy series. They're all the same. And he's basically like the devil. Yeah. But um, the man in black or the black man or like something. Rick, man in Rick black. something, like Rick Flag or something. I don't know. That's a WWE yeah. wrestler, I'm pretty sure. That's not it. <laughs> That's not it. Uh, no, but yeah. It, but it I really is. want to read the Dark Tower series, like the bad man. There, there are some separate, like Mercedes Man is, is different. Right. Mercedes oh, Killer. of course, there's standalone but ones. The, but the sci-fi horror stuff are connected. Okay. The Eyes of the Dragon is King's only foray into straight fantasy without connections to the real world, except by way of Randall Flagg. That's the guy. Um, I've heard it's quite good, so I'm probably going to read that. Um, back to my Jon Snow thing. So the the rehab place that he's going to, yeah, is a hundred and twenty thousand dollars a week. Oh, that seems about right. <laughs> Isn't that incredible? Yeah. Like I read that. I don't know. They just posted that just because they could, and uh, like in this article, and I don't know. That's ridiculous. That he makes a lot of money, apparently. Yeah, but man, you oh, get... and on the on the Fat Man on Batman episode, I don't know how far you got through that. I read the whole thing. You did. I haven't heard the whole thing. I've heard the first like hour, but they talked about uh, Lena Headey. Yeah, she's Cersei. Make made like a million dollars every episode for the final two seasons. Yeah, and for staring so at a window, she, drinking wine. Yeah, would stare at a window, say twelve lines of dialogue. And get a million dollars, right? Every episode, holy crap! Who's her agent? Who's whoever she's working with to do that kind of stuff is incredible. Yeah. And then, and then you come to a table read, and she's like, "Okay, like, what do I have to do?" Um, nothing. Like, absolutely nothing. You have to do nothing. <laughs> Great, perfect. Thanks. Like, you're not even in this episode. You're not even in like three of the episodes, actually. Oh, right. And the other. Four that you are in, or, or you know, or three that you are in, just stand there and look ugly with your stupid hair, your stupid short hair. It got uh, cut off. Yeah, well, and it didn't grow in like four years. That was stupid. Yeah, and she looked like an idiot, and I don't like her. Glad she's dead. <laughs> in very unsatisfying way. Right, because you would just stand there and let the building fall on you, right? Wouldn't you? And then, like, not, I'd do. not have your face smashed in. And Amy made a good point. Yeah, right. And in, in you're in perfect condition when you're found. <laughs> Amy made a good point, too, is that, uh, like, when Tyrion goes down to, like, look for them, basically, for some reason. Well, I mean, I think he went to go look to see if Jamie made it yeah, out is what course. he was doing. But anyway, like, he walks through that keep down there. And there's, like, nothing. There's, like, nothing around. There's, nothing like, a little falling pile of- Yeah. And Amy's like... 
how did anybody die in that rubble? There's only like six bricks on the ground. <laughs> and then he got up to a little bit, a little pile, and they were on the top of it. I think one brick he'd kill you. <laughs> it's like, well, maybe, depending on how far it fell. But either way, it's like, there's like nothing around. How, when's the last time you had a brick dropped on your head? D- today. From 50 feet up. Today, actually. Uh, it was a soft Did it hurt? Brick. Yeah, it hurts. Not but- a Lego brick. Oh, okay. I mean, it would hurt, but I don't think it would Not a charcoal briquette. I don't think it would kill Talking me. about a 100-pound chunk of rock. Nah, I'm positive I would live. Yeah. Well, agree to disagree. I'm part Aborigine, and they've got a genetic trait. <laughs> they've got a gene for that. They do, it, except for the the beaties, you know, the diabetes. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, that's their weakness. Right. It's that's not, probably insensitive. It is. <laughs> yeah, probably <laughs> You're insensitive. Hey, uh, there's another movie out called Brightburn. Yeah. Have you heard of this? Yeah. It's like bad Superman. Yeah, kind it's of. Not, it didn't seem interesting to me. Um, it's getting terrible reviews as well. Oh, really? Oh, okay. yeah, it's not doing well. I've, I've seen positive articles on that, but the no, not interested. Critic reviews is like 39% right now, okay. and then uh, like user reviews like at 62. That's yeah. okay. I'm but never going to see it. I'm never going to see it either. It was somewhat intriguing to me when I heard about it because isn't there, there's a Superman uh, comic book called Red something. Right? Red Sun. Is it Red Sun? And he's bad. Oh, yeah, there is. Yeah, he's there's, a, it's like, a bad Superman. Yeah. And it sounded very similar to that. Uh, but apparently it's just not very good. Yeah. It's like this little kid looks like a people. horror movie. I don't care. It is. It, they're turn, turning it into a horror movie, and it could have been better. But um, I don't know if any of you wanted to go see it or did see it. Let us know how you what like what you thought or how it was. Uh, people aren't people aren't digging it. Yeah, which I guess doesn't surprise me. I I feel like if they would have played off the like an actual Superman or uh, or like a comic book type movie if they would have like played that up and said that this is what we're playing off of, it might've done better because of today's day and age, but going the way they did with just being a horror, like weird show. Yeah. it didn't, didn't play well. Uh, so you also, this last little thing that I wanted to talk about that I thought was kind of interesting is a Mark Bernardin thing from, uh, fat man on Batman. You, you heard it obviously. And Mark Bernardin talks about how the MCU could bring in X-Men off off of Endgame. I did hear that, yeah. And he was saying that since the Infinity Stones um, produce gamma radiation, Hulk says it's like mostly gamma, and he can accept that, obviously. Uh, But they show the blasts, you know, during the movie, of this gamma radiation. So that's happened twice. Three on, times on Earth. Was it three times on Earth? Yeah. I thought it was three times total. And three once. times on Earth. Okay. So three times all of this gamma radiation has been spread across the Earth. And he's saying, Mark Burdarden says, that with that happening, this is how you could introduce X-Men into the Marvel Universe, saying that all of these mutants were created from that gamma radiation being exposed throughout the world i think that's kind of interesting and a good way to make a new cast of characters i guess i don't know i always liked the aspect that it was a genetic mutation 
Yeah. So I guess maybe if you're going to say that that blast activated a different ge- gene. Yeah. yeah. But it could. kind of the whole thing with it the could. X-Men is they're a different species. Yeah. Um, yeah. Of than, than human. So that's where like a lot of the persecution comes. So right. I don't know. I don't know if like a snap and then all of a sudden, oh, there's a bunch of mutants. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, that's kind of... I like of, that idea. That's kind of what DC did with the whole... Uh, like Star Labs explosion yeah. thing with their metahumans. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. That's I but I don't I'm I'm not a huge fan of that either. Really. You are? I mean oh, I, I Gosh, I love the Flash. No, I like the Flash, but I don't, like, don't like the, the idea of like an event happening and then all of a sudden a bunch yeah. of people are like mutated. Sometimes it gets pretty corny because it's yeah. like, how have you never seen this person or heard of him before? Right. And apparently this was caused years ago at this point. And it's just now being apparent that this person, you know, is doing these terrible things, but they did play it off as, um, like they hadn't discovered that trait or didn't discover their mutation until later. I don't like the fact that mutants haven't been around for a long time. I mean, in the other series, they've established they've been around forever. So that was, that was my gripe about it is because then it's like Wolverine can't be, you know, like in world war one and two and whatever, even though he was kind of created, um, not his mutant power, but not, yeah, not his mutant power. Um, yeah, so you wouldn't have any of that kind of stuff. Yeah, see, I don't think they'll go that direction. But I don't know what they're going to do, but there is a rumor. You don't know. There's talks that Deadpool might be in Spider-Man 3. Homecoming? No, Spider-Man. Or, I always say that. It's far from home. No, Spider-Man 3, the next one. Isn't that the third one? That's the second one. Why do I feel like we've seen him three times? Well, we've seen him like five times. Yeah, in any case. Well, whatever. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. So kind of on that note, um, Disney, and I just thought of this as for news. Do you have more news? Nope. Disney released their um, film schedule to 2027. Really? Um, But it's kind of a letdown because a lot of the future stuff just says untitled project, untitled project, untitled project. Oh, really? But there is some stuff they have um, said, like, as far as this year goes, obviously, we got um, Aladdin, Dark Phoenix, Toy Story 4, Lion King. That's all coming. Um, I do not think other than uh, Spider-Man. Now, this wasn't any Marvel. They were just Disney. Not yeah. talking Marvel, though. Now, they did say that in here um, that there's going to be kind of a gap here for Marvel movies because there's really nothing in the pipeline. There's nothing in production right now. Really? Nothing being filmed. So we're probably maybe they're giving us a little like breathing room. That's you know? fine. I mean, the next yeah. ones they've talked about. Um, we think the first one that's going to happen will be a Black Widow movie. Yeah. Um, which Black I heard Widow some rumors. I don't know if I really want that. I heard some rumors about it, and it signed. It sounded kind of cool, um, but I can't remember. Apparently, they are definitely making a Shang Chi movie. Uh, Shang Chi. Yeah, that? he's a Marvel character i'm not been around for a long time he's the master of martial arts so that could be cool um they've talked about the eternals not much on the um front for marvel but well i mean there is a spider-man movie coming out well next month after that but um so there's some big ones this year with toy story 4 lion king yeah dark Phoenix, frozen 2 and star wars obviously um but some of the ones going forward um 
they're making a Call of the Wild movie with Harrison Ford. Like the book Call of the Wild. Really? Yeah. So that, that could be cool. Um, next year, there's a live action Mulan movie. Okay. Um, that, that would be, I like Mulan. That Artemis Fowl that we've talked about. Yeah. Next year's the Jungle Cruise movie with The Rock. Um, I'm just kind of running through some of the highlights here. Um, there's a Cruella DeVille movie coming. Really? Um, I would watch that. A lot of them, they just say untitled Disney Marvel, untitled Disney live action, untitled Indiana Jones. Really? 2021 or 2022. That's not with Harrison Ford. I believe so. Ugh, this is what I don't like. I don't want to see a 75-year-old Indiana Jones. Well, you don't know around. how they're going to do it. Give them they some b- credit. They'll they do. better They'll- have him. If they have him as like a mentor, I'm fine with that. Well, I loved Sean Connery in The Last Crusade as his dad. Yeah, and that that type of character is fine. I don't feel like they're going to do that with him, though. 70-year-olds can still be relevant. They're going to put him as the main character, jumping around, fighting people, cracking a whip, and he's not going to be able to do it. And I will see it. And, I, and you won't like it. And but it's going to tw- be a letdown. 2021 Avatar 2 is now Disney because that's a Fox property. So right. Now it's Disney. Um, so that's yeah, they're probably saying like, you better get this shit moving along here, buddy. Avatar three for 2023, Avatar four for 2025, Avatar five for 2027. Okay, good. So we're going to go every other year and that, let's step back I'm, a little. I'm excited about Avatar. We're going 2019 Star Wars. All right. 2021, um, not Avatar 2022 Star Wars 2023 Avatar 2024 Star Wars Holy crap 2025 Avatar 2026 Star, Star Wars. Wars 2027 Avatar So we're going to get a lot of Star Wars and a lot of Avatar I I'm in, I'm and a whole bunch of Marvel in the mix I'm good for that I'm good for all of that and I I think I have a feeling like like I know it's been forever and nobody even remembers Avatar and none of the kids know what none Avatar is None of the kids is. know what it but is le- But let me tell you I'm James Cameron isn't going to screw this up. No, these are going to be amazing movies. I, I wholeheartedly believe that he had this written out and ready to rock and roll he, from the beginning. He's known what he's going to do for twenty years, and and we loved Avatar, even though it's a somewhat generic uh, story. It doesn't matter. I have a feeling like he spent all of the money in the world and produced five or six movies in the in the vein of them being almost like a. TV series, but he's just like, I'm just going to make them as big budget movies. But do you think, so do you think that it's like building up the world that he already created to where like they have a kid together? Could be. Yeah, I don't know. I you know, honestly don't know. It's like a family event I don't think. Or? I don't think that they'll go back to the original movie. I think they'll fast forward it. They have to. It's been so long since they well, came Well, that's out. what I mean. Like they're not going to stay I, where I think it'll be at. a brand new movie. But I mean with the same characters. Yeah. In the same world. I don't think it'll be the same characters, no. You don't? No, I don't think so. But nobody knows. Yeah. I think they'll One thing to. we do know is they'll that three to. of those Star Wars movies so far, and we know for sure that this can change last minute because Solo changed last minute. But right now they're being written by the Game of Thrones guys, and a lot of people are oh, yeah. pretty upset about that. Benioff and Weiss. But yeah. let's give these guys some credit. They made it the last two seasons pretty terrible. But so a lot of the issue is that they said, well, one, once these guys took over the show without source material, yes. they kind of wrecked it. Yes. But they made a lot of great show. And also, it's not like 
uh, George R. R. Martin was non-existent. Right. I guarantee he didn't ignore them. He didn't ignore the show. He maybe he didn't lend a huge helping hand, but I'm pretty sure they went to him for it. Reports say and, that he plotted it essentially. Okay. So well, maybe he forgot how to write. <laughs> but anyway, so that's the news. Uh, well, one more. Did you see uh, the? Terminator, the new Terminator, uh, the one with Linda Hamilton. Yeah, is it Linda Hamilton? Yep. Yeah. No, I didn't. It's called Terminator Dark Fate. I'll see it. Uh, I will too. I loved. I I haven't seen many of the new Terminators. I think I just seen the one with Christian Bale. Was there? Yeah. Was there more? Oh yeah. There's been like two or three more after that. (laughs) Yeah, that were ridiculous, (laughs) and they brought Arnold Schwarzenegger back. I think in all of them, and he wasn't that great. He's back in this one too, but with Linda Hamilton, and I think he's more of a side character. Okay, that they bring in like it, toward, it looks like towards the end. So they'll probably de-age trailer. him. Um, no, they no, he's aged. He looks aged. How they can show he him. age? He's a robot. Yeah, but he's he's genetic. He's still genetic material that would age. I guess he's the T one thousand. Okay, cybernetic organism. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, um, anyway. But it, it looks pretty neat. Um, the main story is over about like a Terminator woman uh, with a kid, but she doesn't realize that she's a Terminator. So it's like the whole world is starting to turn over into these cybernetic organisms, basically. Right. And she says, uh, like uh, Sarah Connor, who is Linda Hamilton, says something to her about like what what she is. And she's like, what are you talking about? I'm not a robot. Hmm. It's like, all right, yeah, you are, bitch. Um, looks good. Cool. I think it looks really great, and I'll probably see it. You'll see it, but you haven't seen the others? Um, No, I probably won't see it. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, I didn't feel like you would. No. Were you a big Terminator 2 fan? For sure. I think it's okay. one of the best movies of all time. Judgment Day, yeah. Yeah. I really do. I mean, it's a great movie. It is phenomenal. I'm in wholehearted agreement with you because I think it's freaking awesome. I, that's a movie you I like, could go it, back and in watch. Fact, the first every day. three I watched a lot. The first three, yeah. T, two, Terminator, Terminator Two, and Terminator Three. I don't know if I saw Terminator Three. I have the box set at home, and then there was another one before the Christian Bale one. I think was it was his a, Salvation. Yes, his Salvation. was good. That was good. I like that movie. That was a really good movie. So anyway, that's okay. the news. That's the news. Um, what do we got on time? Uh, we're just over an hour, hour and okay. like 10 minutes. So we got some stuff to cover. So you want to do what you're watching or do you want to talk about the other stuff? What was the other stuff? The public domain stuff. Oh, um, I guess it's kind of news. Yeah, that, I guess that is kind of news, but, uh, I let's, let's just do a real quick what you're watching. Okay. Cause I've only really watched one thing. Okay. And it is that dead to me show. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I saw how many episodes did I see? Did I see? I watched four. I finished the fourth one last night. They're only thirty minutes. They're pretty quick. Linda Cardellini. Yep, I like her a lot, and that's the only reason why I started watching that. Um, she's a good actress. Yeah, she is. She's a really good actress. Her character is kind of a nut job, and she's weird in this show. She's like really weird. Um. I don't know if that was like by design, yeah, or if she chose. Well, maybe to do you're that. not far enough in the show because I heard a little bit about that show, and it takes like a really kind of almost a horror twist. 
Oh, it does. Yeah, see, it's he, starting. It's starting Chris to Hardwick turn a little bit. Her, we're talking about on the podcast. Well, and I I listen to that podcast yeah. too, but I don't remember him saying anything about horror. I think it turns not horror, but it has it turns dark. It, well, and it it shows signs of that. Yeah, it gets a, a little bit that way. In I don't know. I feel like the first four episodes definitely are the exact, not horror. That wasn't the right choice of words. Just I think it turns twisted and dark. It's very twisty. I could tell that that's what's going to happen. But by far, the first three episodes, the very first three, are the exact same episode, basically. The annoying part is that Christina Applegate is the other main character. Um, She's kind of annoying. I understand why she's kind of annoying. But uh, it's just like she says the same things over and over again. And it's like the same thing played over every day of her life. And then Linda Cardellini's weird. And she just, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it right now. I feel like I'm invested enough to where I should finish it. There's 10 episodes. Like I said, they're only 30 minutes. I might as well, because they do a good job at the end of each episode, hooking you into seeing the next one. Like something always happens like right at right towards the end that lasts like five minutes where you're like, huh, how are they going to do that? And in episode four, at the end of the episode, Christina Applegate like switches like or she's flipped a switch and she seems like she's going to be completely different. And then the and it feels like the show is going to take a different tone. My question throughout the whole thing was, how does how do they play this out for 10 episodes? Because that's what my question was. It's like every time you talk about the same thing, the same things are happening. What could you possibly do in this show to make it interesting? Right. It was really hard to stay interested. Amy like checked out. I'm done yeah. with it. And I've, You're not selling me on it. I wanted to check out, but like I said, the end of episode four, I was like, okay, now there's a new, there's a new story here going to happen, and I don't know what it is. Hmm. Or how they're going to play it out because there's secrets involved that are still being kept. And then, you know, they introduce a new storyline to it. And it's like, how is, how is it going to play out? I, I really don't have any clue whatsoever how they could do this and make it interesting. Hmm. So I might, I plan on, on watching more, but I wouldn't tell anybody to go and watch it. Skip it. Yes. Well, why don't you finish it first, and then we'll decide. I'm going, like I said, I probably will, because at this point I feel like I should, just for my own peace of mind, to make sure, like, either it was terrible, dumb, boring, or maybe it was, maybe it'll take a turn to where I'm like, huh, that's pretty interesting. Right. You know? Because like you said, with Doom Patrol, the first three episodes you thought were kind of boring. I yeah. mean, they were interesting because of how weird it was, but you didn't feel like it really progressed. Right. Totally. And that's exactly how I felt with this show. Well, I'll get into um, Doom Patrol because... So I think the last time I told you I was almost done with it. Yeah. And I was like in episode nine. I thought there was, what, ten episodes? Well, it turns out um, I got super... And I've talked about this. I get super into the show. Absolutely freaking love it. Good. And, And I was like pleasantly surprised because I never really looked forward to see how many episodes there were. But I just kept playing the next episode. There's 15 episodes. There is? Yeah. Are they 30 minutes? Uh, no, they're an hour. Oh, they are full hour shows. Yeah. Huh. And 
it just gets better and better. It just gets better and better and better every episode. It's so good. I didn't want it to end. It's so smart. It's so interesting. Alan Tudyk is amazing. The entire cast is amazing. Um, it it just gets weirder too. Like I want to sit here and say that like it doesn't just get weirder, but it just gets weirder and weirder and weirder every episode. And every episode, especially towards the end, once you've kind of established the characters and they get all that done, yeah. Every episode's completely different and interesting, and it takes all kinds of twists and it just keeps you on your toes. And I, I've not really watched a show that I've liked as much as this for a long time. Really? Yeah. So is it getting, my question was like, is it, it, do you think it's good because of how weird it is or is the story actually that engaging and good? I think both. I think, um, you do thanks to all of that painful character setup you do actually really start to get invested in the characters. Yeah. Um, and you kind of get to go on a little bit of a journey with them. But the story does get interesting, especially after... It takes like 10 episodes to kind of set everything that, up. That, that seems like such a job. Yeah. Like to watch 10 hours worth of content to make it good. Well, no, no, no. It's good in the meantime. I'm just okay. saying like it's only really the first couple... Yeah. That you kind of got to slosh through. Okay. Um, and then they're good and fun and interesting and funny. But, you know, to really get to the heart of the main storyline, that really yeah. picks up in like the last probably four or five episodes. And it's really good, man. I, I don't know what else to say. Yeah. It's like weird and. I, I, I want to give away the end. No, I don't want you to. Because it is so weird. Yeah. But I, but I, I can't. I feel bad because I feel like I should have watched this the same time you did, you, so you, that we could yes. actually discuss it and spoil it for everyone. Totally, you should be watching because this show. I don't want you to spoil it for me, and I'm selfish that way. You, you would love this show. So again, that was the main thing. Like I finished that season. I was sad that it was over, and now I have to wait a whole another year. Um, I just want to watch it all the time. It's great. Really? Yeah. Like you want to rewatch it? I would not rewatch it, no. Oh, okay. So they are are they having a season two then? Yes. They will have a season two. For sure. I think okay. the show's done very well. Oh. Yeah, it's been very well um reviewed. Um there is a there is one of the actors in this show I think should be up for an award. She's incredible, the one that plays the multiple personalities. Um Yeah. Just the that's range the one that... of characters that she has to play is crazy and um, Alan Tudyk is so good. I mean, you're going to love it just for really? Alan Tudyk, especially towards the end. I think he's good. He doesn't have a lot to do through most of it because he's kind of like the in the background villain. Yeah. But towards the end, he definitely comes into more mainstream and he is so over the top, like almost like um, just a really over the top villain in a comical way. That's almost like um, uh, a... Um, uh, Mark Hamill Joker type way. Oh, well, that is definitely intriguing. And because... really funny and really good. All right. And it's great. You know how I was telling you that his character is so interesting because he's his power is that he's like the omniscient narrator? Yeah. Well, you get further into it, and I'm not even going to tell you. No? There's so that's there's a great twist to it that's so comic book and, okay. and so meta. 
It's it's amazing. <laughs> okay. And it it's was so comic book, you say? Yeah. It's so I don't I really want to just tell you. But I I'm just not going to don't want you to. The the space which he lives in and exists is very comic book related and it's great. Okay. And they bring in um so there is a, also one considered one of the greatest comic book runs of all time is Grant Morrison's run on uh, Flex Mentilla, um, Flex Mentalo. Flex Mentalo. Did I've you, heard of that. Yeah. Okay. Well, he was. He's in that. He's in Doom Patrol. Okay. And he's great. His superpower is um, he can do like all different kinds of things by flexing different muscles in his body. Really? Like all different kinds of crazy things. <laughs> Why can't I think of this shit? And like, he, he is great. The actor that plays him is great. He's so funny and like tongue in cheek. And it the whole thing is done so over the top, funny and ridiculous. It's just great. It's it's the most fun I've had watching a show, and I can't even tell you how long. Wow. That's good. Real quick, where did tongue in cheek come from? Where's the what how did that start? Tongue in cheek. That doesn't even make sense to me. Like, is it like the I don't. I don't even know how to explain it. Like, where did tongue and cheek come from? Because is it like you say a joke or you say something funny and you literally like put your tongue in your cheek, like you know, being weird? Yeah, I don't know. Because that without is really dumb. meaning what one is saying or writing. So I I, I maybe we don't. So it means like a humorous or sarcastic statement expressed in a mock serious manner. Which that makes sense. Okay, so so it's like saying something sarcastic. Like, I know, but what what? Why would you say tongue in cheek? Well, the his, the phrase originally expressed contempt, but by 1842 had acquired its modern meaning. Early users of the phrase include Sir Walter Scott in, 19, in 1828, the fair maiden of Perth. The physical act of putting one's tongue into one's cheek once significant sig, signified contempt. Okay, but, so is it like I, uh, you know, when in a lot of Shakespeare stuff, how he says, I, what is it? I flip my thumb at you or I, I bite my thumb at thee. I bite my thumb at thee. That's what it is. Yeah. Is it similar to that? I guess. Um, no, that's like a middle finger. That's like flicking somebody off. Okay. I mean, I'm just but saying it's like originally. It yeah. Meant just, that, uh, I don't know. As soon as you said it, I, I know what you, I know what that means. Oh, the ironic usage originates. With the idea of suppressed mirth, biting one's tongue to prevent an outburst of laughter. Okay, that makes more sense to me. I can understand that a little bit. But, I don't know, I've heard so many people say tongue-in-cheek, and it just doesn't... In this sense, I mean it like they're playing it off serious, but like knowing that it's ridiculous. In the show, yeah. you're saying. Yeah. So anyway, I finished up Doom Patrol. Highly recommend that everybody gets it because yep. there's so much other great stuff on this DC app um, worth getting for only $70 a year. I honestly feel like that is such a steal for this product. Yeah. Um, it's so well done to the whole app. But anyway, so I ran out of that. Like I said, I haven't been able to find anything good. I tried to start watching this show on Amazon that has Fred Armisen and the other girl, Maya Rudolph in it. So yeah. I watched like one episode What's of that. What's it called? I don't know what it's called. Oh, I'm never going to watch any more of it again. <laughs> I watched one episode and I'm like, eh. I know what you're talking about too. It was Is funny. Maya Rudolph like the bad per- like a bad person? No, they're like married. Oh, they're married. There's a big twist at the end of the first episode and then it kind of the show starts over. Anyway, um, mm. I, I need to watch more of that. But anyway, I quit watching that and I went back to the DC app. I'm like, I, 
I got to explore this a little more. And that's when I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start watching Titans. It's got good reviews. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I did. And I watched the first episode. Okay. And Ooh, I'm it, it was really good. It was really that good. And Marley loved it. Really? Yeah. And um, I fell asleep, unfortunately. It was late at night when I started watching it. And that's what and I Marley texted too. me yeah. in the morning and she's like, I couldn't stop watching that show. I stayed up and watched it after you fell asleep. Oh, really? Yeah. And it's, first of all, I expected it to be, so with Doom Patrol, I told you early on, I'm like, I thought it felt low budget. Yep. Definitely not the case as the show goes on. Definitely okay. feels at a way higher production level than the CW shows. Oh, all right. Yeah. And then. Because that's what, like I said, Swamp Thing looked yeah. very high budget, really. I I mean, I think Doom Patrol had to be very high budget for a lot of stuff they did towards the end. Really? Yeah. Okay. And a, a lot, lot of the of, effects. Like CGI stuff? Yeah. Okay. Um, very high budget. And then, so Titans was, I never really was interested because to me, it felt like it looked like it was trying to be a CW show, but more adult and darker. Yeah. But kind of like low special effects. Mm-hmm. Doesn't seem to be really the case with that at all either. Um, actually, I thought it seemed re- rather high budget. Okay. And looked really cool. The first episode, um, I didn't get a huge into it. The first episode revolves around um, this girl, Rachel Roth, who I don't know much about Teen Titans, but she's like the um, dark one. Like uh, Raven? Is it Raven? Oh, yeah, Raven. I think she's Raven. I don't know that she's discovered that yet, but she doesn't really understand her powers. And okay. so it focuses more on her and then Dick Grayson. Yeah. And it takes place in Detroit, which is super cool. Yeah. Well, and that's that's where Titans like originated. That's where their first. See, I don't know much about Titans. That's where their first like. But uh, they're not teens. This isn't Teen Titans. They're like adults. No, Titans was adults. Okay, like the Titans comic book was like adult versions of like sidekicks, kind of. Okay, you know, um, but then they did make them Teen Titans because they were younger versions of themselves. But their first. Uh, what do you call it? Not layer, but like their first headquarters, basically like the Titans headquarters was in Detroit. Okay. Well, um, Dick Grayson's like a detective. Um, right. he is Robin. I mean, yeah. Um, he is not yet Nightwing in the show. So I don't even know if they go to Nightwing or not. I'm pretty sure they do because they showed him in trailers, like dressed up like him. Well, he's super badass. Is he really? And he kicks ass and That's awesome. they do it well. And, like the action sequences there there was only only one action sequence in the first episode with him but it was awesome and he is it's grim man it's a gritty show the, it's you, a gritty show you know i like that and, and You're um, talking my language here christopher i know that in season two i believe um jason todd's in it too really so as another robin so maybe he's the robin and then Nightwing and comes Nightwing out comes i don't out i don't really person. know yeah. i haven't gotten any of the other characters like um beast boy um, who was originally in Doom Patrol, but um, yeah. Oh no, they did introduce in the first episode Starfire. Yeah, so it's I mean it's Starfire, Dick Grayson, or Nightwing, or Robin. Robin, really? It's actually Robin. Yeah, yeah. it's Robin. Um, so Robin, Starfire, Cyborg, uh, Beast Boy, and Raven. Okay, so he's not in this. I'm just looking at the thing. I know um, apparently Superboy's in it. And yeah, Cyborg's not in it. No, because he's in Doom Patrol. Right. Huh. And he, he's got a great so story. So they flip flop Beast Boy and. Well, no, because both. Beast Boy was in both. Now, I personally have watched Teen Titans Go a lot. Yeah, I have Which too. is silly, but I freaking love that show. Yeah, I it's watched hilarious. that with Cash. 
Yeah, Grady loved it forever. The movie got really good reviews, too. It's good. I watched the movie. It's really funny. I'm, like, mixed on that show because sometimes I like it, but sometimes I just, it's too, like... Um, well, you got to take it at face value. Yeah. It's a it's a joke show, yes, but they correct. tie it into the DC world really well. They got one scene in Titans where um, Dick Grayson goes and beats the crap out of a bunch of people, basically. And they say something about Batman, and he just turns to the camera and goes, fuck Batman. Yeah, well, that's in the trailer. Yeah. Because I remember when the I'm trailer like, came out. Dial down the anger a little <laughs> yeah. bit. Everybody was making fun of him because they're like, whoa, man. Like, it, it is a little ridiculous. This but. is the edgy guy. But anyway, um, I was interested. I'll, I'll keep watching it. If it's anywhere as good as Doom Patrol, which I don't know how it can be. Doom Patrol's amazing. If it is, I mean, they're building quite so a little So stop waiting around. You're getting the app anyway. Just go get it right now. I know. I need to, I need to just... First of all, for the reading alone, because I know how much you read on like iPads and yeah. stuff. Um, the reading alone, it's totally worth it. Okay. Yeah, that's definitely what I need to do. Because I want to I I re- read the whole metal run. I don't think this like um, this app is going away. Like you say, you it's going You don't think away. so? No, I don't think so. I don't want it to. It was just a guess because I don't see why Warner Brothers or AT&T, Warner Brothers together, I don't know why they would have two separate streaming apps. It doesn't make sense that they would do that because then you're taking you're taking viewership away from one of your streaming it, Unless they're going to bundle them. Like there's been talks of Disney and Hulu getting bundled together. So if you buy one, you get the other? Yeah. No matter well, what? Well, you might pay a little more or something. Right. I don't know. That's the thing. And then you up your cost. And why does somebody want to spend you well, know, $20 Well, the thing with Hulu has always been, I mean, um, live TV. Right. So they're really going Which for... Which is cool. Yes. But they're going for the, we want to replace you know, cable or any of that. Which is going to happen. Yeah. So if you still want to get your... You know, except CBS is still out there. And I've also heard great things about that new Star Trek show. So I don't know. There's too many. I, I can't do that right now. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Titans. I got two seasons of that to watch. So there's two seasons of that out. I think so. Yeah. Oh dang, man! I didn't know that. that or maybe season two is coming out. I don't know. Something like that. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. I don't want to wait a year for more Doom Patrol though. But anyway, that's all I got on those. Awesome. So our next subject was um, public, public domain. Public domain. Per listener request. Yes. Um, I don't know where to go with this, to be honest with you, because it is a broad subject. Yeah. Well, it's just not much to talk about. It's just super interesting that... Um, so the idea here is um, that once things go off of copyright and they're in the public domain, um, you can anybody can... Do anything with it, anything you want yeah. to do, and so do you buy the property then? Do no. you buy it or do you just use it? No, it's just it's just public. Well, I know, but then once it's public, somebody takes that and uses it for a thing. Yeah, um, do, you just can't prevent anybody else from making something else with that thing. So it can never be like bought again. No. It'll always forever be in the public domain, right? That's okay. correct. So there's no reverting back after that. No. Uh, that I didn't know. Now, copyright holders can renew their copyrights every so often, blah, 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 blah. So, so somebody else can't come in and cop- get a copyright on the property. No. like So, for example, let's say Little Red Riding Hood. Yeah. Say that's in public domain. That means anybody in the world can go out and make a Little Red Riding Hood movie. Oh, okay. Um, 
you know, so the interesting part of this whole situation was that our copyright laws changed, and I believe, and don't quote me on this, in 1967, at the behest, essentially, of Walt Disney. Um, oh, I'm sure. Through significant lobbying. Um because they were going to come off copyright on Mickey Mouse or something along those lines. So they changed the laws. In about 1967, the United States, which is one of the only countries, we have one of the longest copyright periods. So they changed it to 95 years, I believe from 50. So they changed. I thought it was like 70 years. Or whatever it was, they changed it to 95 years. Holy crap. There are other countries that have 70 year and there are other countries that have 50 year. But ours changed to. 95 years so when they change that there's been a period of drought yeah of however many years we're in the interim from 50 to 95 well i guess that it would be 45 years where there's been nothing released into the public domain all right right that went up on january 1st on 2019 the that that 45 year drought ended so now we're caught back up and every year Stuff from 95 years prior will be released in every year. So in 2020, um, stuff from 1920, 1919, whatever. Yeah, I think it's 1923 is the year this year. That's what's coming out. It for 2019, all public domain is from 1923. Is that what it is? Yeah. Uh, one interesting thing is, I think it's 1924 is Mickey Mouse. Oh, comes really? into public domain. So I don't know what that means for Disney, so that's but next year. So um, is it ninety four it's ninety four years? No, it's ninety five years. I had the article up on the computer and it is gone now. So in any case, um stuff entering public domain. Um most of it now is from whatever, from the nineteen twenties. So it's not stuff you're gonna be super familiar with it. Uh, I couldn't really find a good list of stuff that um stands out. Um, right now, a lot of it's books and music and stuff. Um, but like, for example, um, let me try and find this article. There's, a, I have a list of the best, uh, public domain movies that are out right now, um, or that are in the public domain. And it's because like people, they're from all different, um, years, obviously past 1923, because they just were never recopyrighted. Like they didn't copyright them apparently but like night of the living dead that's public domain uh phantom of the opera uh let's see hunchback of notre dame little shop of horrors like all these could be remade yeah um i don't know what the gold rush is but mcclintock it's one of the best john wayne movies (laughs) i like that movie there's just so many that are on here that well, again, that you don't really know, though. So right now, I feel like we're in years. Uh, we're in the years that just don't have stuff that interests us. Yeah, as of right now, because we don't we don't know the movies. Probably not. But you know, the interesting thing is we're starting to get now in ninety five years into the age of movies. So another thing about public domain is, uh, like, um, any network can air something in the public domain. So like yeah. in two thousand nineteen, the the Ten Commandments. Remember the movie? Yeah, that's, that's coming out. Com- came out in public domain this year. Um, a bunch of Charlie Chaplin stuff, stuff like that. So, you know, you can air that movie without playing it. You can remake that movie. So Tarzan came into public domain oh, yeah. this year. Um, 
So we'll probably see a bunch of new Tarzan movies. Yeah, we definitely will. Um, A bunch of music. I don't know about what music's going to be interesting, but um, 2021, I was looking on here. I believe one of them on there is um, um, 1984 by George Orwell Yeah, in 2020. So my guess is in 2020... You're going to see a 1984 movie, which I love that book. Sure, I never read it. Um, Animal Farm as well is coming in public. Domain. Don't act like you're such a well-read person. 1984, love that book. You've read it, absolutely. Yes, really. Mm-hmm. What's it even about? 1984. It's yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> is it like a then, futuristic? Yeah, it's it's a yeah. You ever see the movie um, Equilibrium I, or? With uh, Christian Bale. So it's like in the future, it's like the government basically is surveilling everybody. Okay. Um, you know, they say they use the phrase 1984 a lot to talk about like government overstepping and government surveilling and yeah. no, no privacy and stuff like that. So uh, I've always that. just heard 1984, like the book by George Orwell. Isn't that who it is? Orwell? Yeah. Um, I've just heard it always been as like a joke. Uh, where when people like try to act fancy and say like, oh yeah, I'm, you know, I've read a lot, uh, like you know, 1984 by George Orwell. Really? Like, Is that one yes. people use? Yes, that's that's what I've heard. It, and it's used as like a joke because huh. it's like that's what says you're you're really well read if you've read that. Well, we read it in school. No, mm-hmm. I did. I went to the same school as you. Well, I'm sorry, and not but far behind you. I read it in school. So maybe it was for a book report. I don't know. But uh, I think you made it up. There was like that one, and then there was Brave New World, which was another um, book kind of on the same subject. Okay. Kind of similar to like Fahrenheit 451. They're all kind of in that same that thing. That one I've like read. In the future, the government controls everybody, and you yeah. can't do anything. And they're... So... Yeah, anyway. like there's there's a big... There's a list out of different things, and it says uh, 12 great movies just added to the public domain. The Barnyard. Don't know that one. The Covered Wagon. Well, like it said, at this point, they're going to be like a lot of 1920s like silent movies and stuff. Flaming Youth. The Ten Commandments was a big movie at the time. The Handyman. Homeward Bound. Little Old New York. Bambi is coming into the public yes, domain. Yes, Bambi is coming. So safety, safety last. Another interesting... So anyway, the idea is going forward every year, there's going to be stuff in the public domain, so... You're going to see those things get remade in the movies. Yeah, I think it would be cool to find out like when I don't know like what's a big name thing besides like like Mickey Mouse. So that's legit. Gonna Popeye, be, I think is coming. Popeye, we were just I was just watching Popeye cartoons today. Actually, I wasn't personally. The boys were, and they thought it was hilarious. I was trying to find a list of like big things in the next ten years. Yeah, but I couldn't find one. So no, no. So it's kind of a letdown, but um, there is one. There is um, a good series, and if you search, so public domain superheroes. So it'd be like superheroes that are in the public domain over the years, either because they were never copyrighted or they've fallen out of copyright. So, but here, here's the thing, real quick, before you get into that, do you remember a time where we were going to do like a writing exercise? Yeah, where we were going to take public domain superheroes and just create stories for them. Yeah. And the reason is because I had read an article talking about public domain superheroes and it pointed me to all of these, um, characters that Alex Ross drew. So he took like all of the public domain characters 
and drew them. If you search Google for public domain superheroes and look at the images, you'll see his drawings. Um, and I have a ton of them pulled up here. I mean, there's like hundreds of them, literally. That's crazy. But um, there's some pretty funny ones. Yeah. Um, the one I'm looking at is the Green Giant, Phantasmo, the Boy King, the Claw. That one's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Lash Lightning, Mr. Raven, the Sword, the Flag, the Green Llama. <laughs> Some of these are cool though. Black Terror and Tim, and Tim that one. <laughs> that was the remember one we that was about. one we were gonna do. Um, the Arrow, Pyroman, the Liberator. I mean, there's a ton of them, but these drawings are super cool. Um, the Fighting Yank, the Fighting Yank, Silver Streak, the Target, and the Targeteers. <laughs> Some of them are so funny. That's crazy. Wait, is Daredevil in the public domain? The original Daredevil. Not the Marvel Daredevil. The the red it's it's like he's half red and half black. Right. He kind of looks like uh Deadshot. Kind of, yeah. Um Professor Supermind. So wait, what how could you write a book then called Daredevil? Well, it couldn't have anything in it that would trigger Marvel to sue you. So it would be very difficult. I mean you couldn't how could you even use the name? Well, I don't, I don't know. I get, do they have the name Daredevil copyrighted? I don't know. That's a good question. That's... Um, I do want to write Yank and Doodle. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'll let you write Yank and Doodle because... Uh, Mr. Not. Face looks kind of interesting. I wonder if these were like what these guys originally looked like or these were Alex Ross's take on those characters. Alex Ross is a really good artist. He is incredible. He paints everything. Yeah. Did you know that? He does all painting. He does everything? It's all painting? Um, yeah. Majority of everything is painted. Because hmm. I saw a little, uh, it was like a little documentary for him. It was only like 15 minutes. But it was showing his studio because he lives in Chicago. Really? Yeah. Lives in Chicago, and it was he. Um, where is it at that he lives? It starts with an H. It's not like Homewood, but it's like uh, something like that. But he he lives up Highland there. Park. Maybe, maybe it is. I don't know. But he lives up there, and um, they were showing his basement, and it's just all of this stuff that he's created in his basement, you know. But it was showing where he draws, and it's just paint everywhere. Huh. There, all these artists are very messy people. They've got crap everywhere. And, uh, yeah, he paints, like, basically everything. That's how he gets – that's, like, his style uh, of of art is through painting, and that's how he gets, like, the very lifelike human look. Miss Fury. I feel like you could make a good character out of Miss Fury. I mean, you could make a good character out of any of them. Yeah, you can. I just feel like that would hit pretty well in today's day and age. Phantom Lady, Wonder World Comics, Lightning Comics, Masks. So anyway, that was our, I mean, we didn't do enough research on the public domain stuff, but I do think it's interesting. I think it's really cool that there was just this drought for so many years, and then all of a sudden, like, it's back now. Well, and like we were talking, I think it is a good thing to talk about for people that want to create because if you are having an issue with creating something on your own, don't the big thing is like don't get hung up on having to be 100% original. This is where Chris and I like uh, uh, me personally like I struggled with thinking that I had to create something that was solely ours 
and no one else's and that it didn't tie into anything. And I was always worried about it tying into a different story. And it's like, dude, this has been everything you could think of has been played out. Yeah. So what you need to do is take a story that works or take a, like a trope or whatever, take it something that works and make it your own and just write a story, you know? So if you're interested in writing or interested in creating, look at some of these characters and just make something up with them. And I think it, it is a good writing exercise that we haven't done because we've been trying to create our own stuff. Um, I don't know. I think it would be something fun for people to do. Even if you aren't serious about it, it still could be something fun that you're just like goofing around with. Yeah. Um, looking at some of these characters, like just looking at them, they're really good characters. And I would watch and look at or read anything about them. You know, (laughs) I mean like Yank and Doodle. Yes, that's goofy. But like I'm looking at public domain characters right now and there's a few of them that I'm really interested in because they look awesome. Um, this website that I'm on is terrible. So oh. Sher- Sherlock Holmes is one that's public domain. And I think it went off public domain right before they made that Robert Downey Jr. movie. Really? Yeah. And um, But Watson isn't public domain or something like that. Really? Yeah. I, I was reading something along those lines. So what's it's, I think it's going to be super cool, though. Like, someday Star Wars is not going to be public domain. Well, so listen to this. Like, uh Superman and Batman. Superman is going to be in 2033 and Batman is in 2034. That's crazy. That's like soon. So Batman's not. See, here's the thing though. Like it's not public domain, but all of the stuff that's been created around Batman since then technically still would be owned by DC. Sure. But you could create your own stories, but could you write make a character called Batman now that isn't resembling DC's Batman. And would that be actionable? I guess it would be. Yeah. Cause that name is copyrighted. So it says, um, well, this is talking about like waiting for 95 years and it says, take a look at Sherlock or Sherlock Holmes as a case study. As of 2014, the character and everything written prior to 1923 are public domain. The content of 10 stories were not. That means any material excluding content found exclusively in those 10 stories could be freely used. And that's right when that movie came out. Yeah. There still may be trademark issues that limit how you may uh, use the character. Sherlock Holmes, that was a Guy Ritchie movie, right? Yeah, Uh, it, it was. Yeah, Guy Ritchie did Aladdin. Did you know that? He did? I think so, yeah. The the one that's out? Yeah. I no, I did not. I didn't know either. That. Wow. Better double check that. Yeah, he did. He did Aladdin. Holy cow. That does not seem like a guy Ritchie movie to me. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. That's cool. Should we do a little what's in the box? What's in your box? Chris. What's in the box? I don't know, but this one's got a cool a cool back to it. Is it a different back finally and it's not Captain Marvel? <laughs> this is Hey a, wait, what what year are we working on here? Oh, good call. We are oh no. I oh, you are the worst. We are working on twelve December two thousand fifteen. December two 
2015. What were you doing back then? In December 2015, I had just moved that August into the house that my brother-in-law now lives in. Um, and we were preparing things to build a home, oh. a new house. So That doesn't feel like that long ago. That, uh, let's see, that January, no, it would have been, um, well, shoot, it would have been, well, December of 2015. So we're going into 2016 in that January. So like that, that next year is when we were getting plans uh, created, like architectural drawings of our house. Yeah. Did you only have one child? No, we had two. Two. Yeah, Grady and Grant was born in 2014. Okay. So then the next, yeah. So Amy was getting pregnant soon. Um, I don't know how that happens, but she did. So we got a Deadpool <laughs> number Deadpool. 3.1. Trace Punto Uno. It's all in Espanol. It is? Presentado a Massacre al Deadpool Mexicano. He's goofy. I like the back cover, though. The back is really neat. For That's, January 2016, Spider-Man Deadpool number one. I wish I had that. You don't? I don't think so. Come what for kind the, of collector are you? I don't know. Anyway. There's a guy at work you're that, probably comments, like, that comments on all of your like uh, comic book collections. Oh, what does he say? He just thinks that you must be a millionaire to have all these comic books. Oh, they're like a dollar, two dollars. It's just fun. It's fun because you do have like a bajillion of them. Uh, DC Bombshells, number seven. Yeah. Bombshells. Meh. Okay, great. There we go. Saga. That's what I like to Chapter see. Chapter 32. Holy crap. What a story, man. I love this cover. It's just like no ads. It's just blue on the back. How? Oh, blue. Gosh, it gets me gratuitous so Gratuitous nudity. Oh, yeah. Look Saga's at that. Saga's full of gratuitous nudity. Wiener. If you like gratuitous nudity and sex in an adventure comic, Saga. Saga's your jam. <laughs> That's your jam right there. It just it blows my mind real quick. It just blows my mind that, that there are people out there with the capability of weaving a story like Saga. Yeah, it's a great, like, great th- book. That guy, Brian K. Vaughn, man, he's a genius. Here we go with a little bit of what I like to call Daredevil, number two. Yeah. Charles Soule, I'm going to have to hand this to you so you can check Ooh. out this amazing art. It is incredible. Oh, my gosh. That dude's got a lot of fingers. That's, that's some great art. Yeah, I like how simple it is. Right here we got Red. another great cover from Spider-Man. Spider-Man covers, man. They have this like look to them. Yeah, they have a look to them, and they're always better than everyone else's. Yeah. Is that a train? That is a bus. Oh, a bus. And it's a. Uh, he's getting zapped. Mm, stabbed by some kind of a laser sword. Amazing Spider Man number five. Dang. Looking in this Daredevil book, the whole. The art throughout the whole book is that way. I know. It looks incredible. Like the cover, and it's really good. Um, World's greatest comic magazine, Deadpool number four. That's a pretty cool cover. Yeah, that is nice. Colorful. Uh, we got a little bit of Doctor Who, the 11th Doctor Adventures, year two. It's pretty exciting. This makes me, this is Daredevil number two. This is what, I need to start reading this one. I got to finish my other Daredevil run, but I'm waiting for them to all come out. But this, uh, Charles Soule, I need to read his stuff. We got a little bit of Lazarus right here. Love it. 
Number 21. Oh, that's close to the end because I think they finished at 26, 24 or 26 with that. We got an amazing Spider-Man, number six. I just love the like painted art yeah, of the Spider-Man covers. And that's like an Alex Ross thing? That's a cool cover. That's what Alex Ross does. He paints. This was a light, a light month. It is. It's thin. <clears throat> you must have been... You know, down on your money that month. DC bombshells. Jerry doesn't like those. Nah. But here we got a Swamp Thing, number one. Len Ween. Oh, yeah. He came out with a new run from... Yep. Uh, what I was reading it tonight, actually. It was like from 2015 to something, right before he passed away. Oh, He's man. an original. So Len Ween is an original creator of Swamp Thing. Yeah. This is cool looking. That dude... Gosh, he created some really good characters. We got like, Star Wars number 14. I read this one. I remember this one. I have that in a trade. Um, Vader Down, part five of six. Vader Down. That was a really good run, the Vader Down series. Was it? I just get the trade. It's amazing. Oh, all right. Do you have it? Um, Yeah, somewhere. Okay. I'll give it to you. Yeah, find that for me. Um, You know what? Actually, I don't think I have the trade. I think I read them digital. I do. I have them on Comixology. I bought them. Uh-huh. And I think I was That's rare. I think I was reading I think it was because we were in the hospital having a kid. And yeah. I got comicsology and I was watching them. It wasn't that year. I would have been like the year after. It had but, to have been Sky. Yeah, Sky. When is she born? When was she born, Jerry? Twenty fifteen. Oh yeah. 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 Earlier. You're welcome for remembering that. She's a year younger than Grant, that's why I remember. Uh Deadpool number five. So a lot of Deadpool this one. Yeah, so that makes sense that that year you would have been reading it. Yeah. Let's see. We got... Oh, boy. The Walking Dead, number 150. This is probably a key issue. There's another dude that can just weave a story forever and ever and ever and not know when to quit. Original comic (laughs) art. You can buy original Walking Dead comic pages on SplashPageArt.com. That's kind of cool. It is cool. I love I love Robert Kirkman and what he's done, but you got to know when to give it up, man. What? I don't know why you're saying that. So you're okay with like Spawn running for 300 episodes or issues? No, I mean I don't know, but not not necessarily. Walking Dead's only on like 200 or something. Spawn's a little different though because it's just like one hero that that is fighting things that never end. I mean. I don't know. I think zombies are just overdone. It's a world, Jerry. Man, is that more thunder? It is. Lots of thunder. I don't know. I'm just not. And the thunder rolls and lightning strikes. Yeah. G. Brooks. Another love grows strong. No, I don't think that's the right lyric. On a something, something Sleepless night. night. Another love. As the storm goes cold. on out of control. Snarfy Oki coming at you. Deep in a hole, the thunder rolls. Yeah, that's good. I like that. When that when that um CD was out. Um, what CD is it? Do you even know? No, I don't remember. I don't remember. No either. fences. It sounds good. <laughs> sounds it sounds like good. Um, I remember we used to go. Um, we used to go on vacation on a houseboat in Tennessee. Yeah, on the Dale Hollow Lake. Dale Hollow, really? Yeah, Dale Hollow Lake. That's my uncle Jim wants to go to Dale Hollow. Oh, it's great. So bad for carp fishing. It 
it's it's a great lake. It's, it's apparently phenomenal lake. for carp fishing. Well, anyway, we several times when I was a kid, we'd get a houseboat and we'd go down there, and not like the amazing houseboats now that are like luxury. There's pretty shitty little yeah. houseboats, but you had a you had a houseboat for a while. Uh, yeah, did. that's true. I forgot about that. Yep. Um, so we'd play that on a little boom box and sit on top like at night. Yeah, me and my sisters. <laughs> And um, there's a propane tank on the top of the houseboat. Okay. And we'd sing that, like, thunder rolls. And then when we'd bang the propane tank, it'd go, crash, boom, bang. <laughs> oh, how simple life was then. Yeah. Crash, boom, bang on a propane so tank. So I always think that when I hear that song, I go, thunder rolls, crash, boom, bang, and the lightning <laughs> strikes. Oh, no, it's after the lightning strikes part. Yeah. Well, it would have to be because you don't get thunder until lightning. Right. You get thunder before lightning? No, it's from lightning, I thought. Doesn't like lightning occur and then you hear the thunder? Yeah, that makes sense. Isn't there a song about that? <laughs> You're singing it. No, not not that song. Um, but yeah, so it says the thunder. And lightning's kicking ass. What's that song? <laughs> that is a made-up song. No, right? no, it's not a made-up song. The thunder does the work, son, and lightning's kicking ass or something like what? that. No. Dude, I don't know what you're talking song. about. I understand you're saying it's a song, but I don't think it exists. I'm pretty it's sure you made it It's a country song. But Garth Brooks is wrong because he says the thunder rolls and the lightning strikes. It should be the lightning has struck and now the thunder rolls. Okay, listen. Idiot. How did he make it famous? It's a song and it goes... Oh, boy. Thunder makes the noise, boys, and lightning does the work. You've never heard that song? No. Who sings this? It ain't the smoke, it's the fire that gets the burning done. If it <laughs> wasn't for the bullet, nobody'd fear the gun. It ain't the bark, it ain't the growl, it ain't the bite that hurts. Thunder's just the noise, boys, lightning does the work. Nice. Chad Brock. Chad Brock. Remember Chad Brock? He's got to be from the 90s. Oh, yeah. I think so. I don't remember him. Well, we're going to get a little taste of it after this that's Samsung not, ad. Yeah, that's not the song. Why do I have to listen to an ad? I don't know. It's awfully loud and annoying. I have YouTube Red. I shouldn't have to listen to ads. See how fancy he is. You've probably read 1984 by George Orwell. No one knew. You don't know this song? No. Let's listen. Uh huh. It's just it's the music video is just him welding. <laughs> That's for real. <laughs> that sounds like an Aaron Tippin. He's a big old fat guy welding. Nice. And grinding. Now he's grinding. Okay. Yeah, get it. Can't believe you don't remember this song. No. It gets the burning done. Nobody'd fear the gun. It ain't the bite. Thunder does the noise, boy. Lightning does the work. No, I know a lot of 90s country because I was in 2005. Oh, shit. That's not. Then that (laughs) makes sense as to why I wouldn't know that then. 2005, I wasn't. <laughs> the first comment on the music video that. is, when my youngest girl was afraid of the thunder and lightning, 
was afraid of thunder and lightning when this song came out. I burned a whole CD with it, and she played it over and over during Storm so she could remember that thunder's just a noise, boys. Lightning does the work. It calmed her down, and after a while, she was no longer afraid of storms. It's amazing how many Thanks, ways Chad one Brock. song. Amazing how many so many ways one song can touch different people's lives. So, so now she's not. A, she is afraid of guns now because of bullets. Well, why like would that? She just realized, like, oh my gosh, I'm just here's guns the point. Are why is that helpful? Is. Because <laughs> thunder is just a noise. But the, the whole point is lightning <laughs> does the work. Lightning is the one that burns like, your house. Don't down. be afraid of the thunder daughter it's the lightning that's going to kill us <laughs> right. <laughs> right you see that big flash that will murder you <laughs> just be oh my god <laughs> that's hey it's amazing how songs can just touch your heart you know and how they can save you from anxiety of storms speaking of that grady's been he was a super former wrestler terrified. chad brock what in like professional um what is a professional? I mean, what's a professional wrestler? I guess he was in the WWE. Oh yeah, well then he definitely is profesh. Let's see. He's an American country singer and disc jockey. Before beginning his musical career in the late 1990s, he was a professional wrestler in <laughs> WCW. Wrestler until an injury forced him to retire. Mm. Did mankind throw him off of? Uh, the cage in Hell in the Cell. I can't believe you don't remember him. He had a couple other big songs. Fell 16 feet off the cage in Hell in the a Cell. Country, oh, wait, 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 wait. Into the announcer's A rewrite booth. of A Country Boy Can't Survive? Really? Got hit by a chair, broke a jaw. He did? Yep. He had one called Yes. Made that up. That was the album. Um, He had a bunch of singles. People's Elbow brought him down. Ordinary Life. Crossface Crippler. Lightning Does the Work. A country boy <laughs> survive Y two K version. Yes. Y two K version? Yeah. What a joke. Put a redneck in the White House. What what is Country Boy Can't Survive Y two K version? It's like Well Hank Williams. Uh, don't worry Jr. about zeros and ones. With Hank Williams Jr. and George Jones. Oh, well George Jones is my jam. I like him a lot. He the was possum. He was active up until two thousand and eight. Chris Brock? Chad Brock. Chad Brock. Who is Chris Brock? He's not a person. I just I just confused Chad and Chris together. Oh, is, well, no, he is a person. He's a retired major league pitcher. Oh, yeah, I knew that. He played six seasons for the Atlanta Braves. Oh, okay. <laughs> there there you go. Hey, this one, uh, Billy Buckner. You know Billy Buckner? Yeah, Billy he Buckner. Died. Didn't he played, miss, um, uh, miss the ball, right? Yeah, he played for the Red Sox, and a ball went through his legs into the outfield. He was playing first base, and then it it's allowed like the Mets to forever. win to win game six, and then they went on to win game seven, and the Red Sox continued their losing streak in the World Series, and everyone blamed Billy Buckner. But nobody remembers anymore because they won. wanted to murder him. Yeah, kind of like Bartman. Yeah, he was like the original Bartman, that only as a life player. was destroyed. Yeah, he's still like hiding, right? Or yeah. is he out in public I think now? he lives with... Um, His mom. <laughs> yeah, him mom, and... Mom, more meatloaf! Well, see, no, okay, what happened is him and his mom, of course... Of course. They were forced to move to Russia because of no death threats. No way. This, this is true. To Russia? They had to move to Russia, 
And then his mom met Putin, Edward Snowden. Because Edward Snowden was hiding in Russia too. <laughs> yes. And then his mom got involved. And Edward Snowden became an item. They got married. So actually, Bartman. Are you step, joking me? Bartman's stepdad is, is Edward Snowden. Edward Snowden. <laughs> you can't make this shit up. Did somebody make a movie out of this? It should be a movie. Is it public domain? Well, there was <laughs> there was a Snowden movie, wasn't there? <laughs> yeah. It's in that movie. For real? Yeah, it just came out last year. That Snowden movie. What the heck? Okay, so this still doesn't say where he's at. Is Who? he still in Russia? Bartman? Yeah. Well, see, what happened was he was, yes, he was in Russia, but he was super upset because he didn't believe that Edward Snowden was a bad guy, was a hero, like much of the American public believes and wants him to be extradited yeah. back to the U.S. and dropped charges, blah, 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 blah. He didn't believe that. He was with and Trump. And he would he know because he he's his stepdad. He was on the side of saying, like, no, he's an enemy of the state. So that and then he got pissed off at the United States. Okay. So he actually went over to Putin and he, he's a KGB operative now. That's you made that part up. No. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. You made that part up. He's a, no, he became a covert KGB operative. <laughs> it's not true. Yeah, he was actually killed in Syria. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, he should be. Yeah, he was the one delivering the weapons to um the dude, the bad guy in Syria. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ahmadinejad. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Well, we don't know. I don't I mean, even know what's true now. <laughs> like, what part of this is true? <laughs> I don't even know. Did he really move to Russia? Yes. Okay. Yes. What, uh, with his mom. Okay. No. Did he really <laughs> move with his mom? Yes. What? Well, he's not going to move by himself. <laughs> I know, but most people get, like, married or have something. He, well, his mom got married. <laughs> to who? Edward Snowden. <laughs> no, she didn't. <laughs> no, she didn't. This is ridiculous. Yeah. This the can't the be. snowman, as they call him there. Right. Well, I'm sure he calls his stepdad snowman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, that guy should be... Oh, never mind. What was his I'm name? Done was it this. Steve? This is ridiculous. <laughs> Steve Bartman now. Yeah, the Steve Bar- Bartman incident. The like, yeah, we know he had an incident. Oh no, not that incident. No, the incidents when he got killed in Syria. Oh, yeah. okay, yes. We're at two hours and six minutes. Okay, a well spent two hours and six <laughs> <Yes>. minutes. <laughs> now that we all know about Edward Snowden becoming, he was actually given a Bartman's World Series ring by the Cubs. Yeah, I know he was. Yeah, I mean post death, but. Right, it, posthumously. Is that what it is? I was trying to think of the word, but I didn't want to sound stupid. Posthumously awarded the World Series ring. Hmm. Yeah, of course he There's was. a documentary in it called Catching Hell. Gosh, could you imagine that? Like making a big-ass mistake like that? That's a big mistake. Yeah. I remember. I remember watching that happen. Yeah. And then he was escorted out because everybody was like going to murder him in the stands. Yeah. It turns out. After all that, he still got murdered. Right, he still got murdered in Syria yeah. with chemical weapons. Yeah. Yeah. Delivering chemical weapons to Akhmud. I'm in dinner, Jod. Dinner. Dinner will be late, Jod. Oh, man. We're going to be on lists now. <laughs> yeah, I know. Now we're going to be tracked. Cover up your little... You got to cover up your oh, camera crap. on your... 
I didn't have my camera covered. I up. don't either. People do that. Everybody does that. That's a thing, right? Yeah. Like, should we do that? They have it on a new computer. Some of the new computers, they're like, you push push the top and the camera pops out. Oh, so it's always covered? Yeah. Ah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do see it a lot. Actually, on some YouTube videos when people have their, if you can see their camera or can see their, like, computer screen, I've seen tape over them a lot. Yeah. And then you've got people like... uh, uh, what's the Mark uh, Zuckerberg? So there was an interview with him where he was talking about like, no, you don't need to be worried about this tracking you. No, you don't need to be worried about this. And his computer was open behind him and he had tape over his yeah. uh, camera. And everybody's like, it, you know, you're telling us not to be worried about things. And yet you're taping over your camera. So people don't watch you. A bunch of people that I know do. They, they have tape over their cameras. Really? Yeah. They must think they're very interesting. Right. Uh, that's my thing is like who really like if you want to spy on me or listen to anything you're not going to get much i'm an open you're going to get nothing why don't you just listen to my podcast okay because i could use the numbers because i'm an american right all right well on that note, so if you learned anything this episode um watch doom patrol and thunder's just a noise boys Right. Lightning. Lightning is where the work comes from. Doing the work. Yeah. For Snarf Talk. Uh, I am Gerald Snyder. And I'm Chris. Defer. Harford. The third. Well, just the first. Okay. First of my name. Last of your name (laughs) as well. Uh, Yep. See you later. (laughs) 